What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. It's Friday. How's it going? Oh, mercy. 303, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, Flounder. Glorious day. It's going to be cold, though. But tomorrow's high 30. That, the high tomorrow is uh, into the teens for another couple of days. Hey, it's freaking January. I don't care. I remember in the time I was in Chicago for a couple of years in the 80s when it was 83 below zero with a wind chill. Uh, and, and by the way, remind me to tell you, I, I, we mentioned on Shannon Burke's show last night, I did mention it on our station about the uh, gas pump. Uh, almost uh, set the place on fire. It was unbelievable. And I, I was I'm pumping my car, and suddenly I said, No, I didn't say that at all. I know. <laughs> I'll get to it in a second. Uh, first of all, 304-304 with a Kimmer Peen flounder. Pete Davis, how's it going, sir, in the mountains of Macon? What's up? We got snow flurries. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't sound too happy about it. <laughs> no, no, I love snow flurries. Oh, it's wonderful. Goodness. Now, and what's the latest on your pit bulls? Did they meet the uh, the uh, Pyrenees doggies? Or is there any problem with that? That could be a little thing in there. No, huh? yeah. they they're they're aware of each other. They know of each other, so I think okay. they just kind of steer clear yeah. of each other. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Flounder in our darkened room. Oh, he's got a visitor. He's got a visitor. Get the guy out here. We're working here. We're working here. I'm oh, sorry. That's right. Six eighty, buddy. Was it? That's okay. Anyway, how you doing? Well, what's going on? Everything all right in there? <laughs> all is well. Uh, by the way, Flounders uh, really um, uh, 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 has been swamped with stuff. All of a sudden, like for, for the last this whole week, about 20 of three, all of a sudden we have like nine different brand new stories. And I'm going, Flounder, Flounder. And Pete's going, well, got Pete sent you more. Oh, God, Flounder. So anyway, I really, uh, all that's week. the daily been, news cycle, though. Uh, it is. I mean, that's what, it's, it's like an actual thing. You know, we're live and this is all spontaneous. And I mean, we play, it takes, it takes eight hours for me it takes eight hours before we i get on the air to be prepared but everything's all i mean it's all spontaneous whatever happens is just what happens so most of the my time is totally wasted <laughs> sorry uh now 305 now see what i mean <laughs> just blew the first two minutes uh we got a million things a million things in the news some breaking stuff in the news uh, and some fun stuff in the news and Flounder's Funnies and Holy Crap at Sports. Oh, and by the way, speaking of sports, you got kind of a sports updating thing. First of all, we'll, I'll just um, uh, I'll nail a couple of quick headlines and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of start the day. Alec Baldwin <clears throat> charged with involuntary manslaughter 
after deliberately murdering the cinematographer on the set of his movie. In a, yeah, in, in a writ of Fellas Jage. <laughs> <laughs> he was murdered in a writ of fellas change. <laughs> Peter Sellers. Now, Alec Baldwin, and he lied about the whole thing. He never pulled the trigger. Give me a break. The hammer has to be pulled back, and the hammer can only go back if something moves it back. I mean, yeah, well, there's no sense right. going in. I mean, it's just nonsense. And also how the round got in there, and that girl, the other one, already pleaded involuntary something or other to get out of most of the charges. Anyway, the whole thing was a nightmare. It's just, and, and, and it was just a, you know, a, a terrible situation, and they screwed up, and now they're going to pay for it. And he, I'll, I'll guarantee he's not going to go to see any jail time, although, you know, he killed a woman. She's dead. I mean, that's, you know, uh, if you do that in your car, you know, that's, what, 6 to 12, you know, drunk driving, reckless driving, kill somebody. You're going to jam prison for six years or something. So anyway, uh, so that's when uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, we got some kinky stuff going on coming up here in a second. Also, uh, Pete, I don't know. We just, just came in this afternoon just a short while ago. Sports Illustrated has apparently laid off everybody. And I will go, say, go broke. I'll tell you. Well, I'll, I'll give you a quick story here, and then we'll talk about it later. Uh, Sports Illustrated, according to the union in the organization, has b- basically laid off all of its staff, uh, laying off staff that work on the SI brand. So it's not even just at the magazine. I guess everybody has anything to do with it. They um, let's see, Authentic Brands Group as he'd been the owner since 2019, and they sold the publishing rights to Arena Group, and they've got uh, missed a payment for publishing rights and revoked them, and the publisher, boom, boom. So they're going, well, they've Sports Illustrated since I was a little boy, and I will say this. In fact, all during our podcast, when we all got blown out of radio when we were doing our podcast, I was still, uh, I've been a subscriber to Sports Illustrated literally since I can remember. I mean, I don't remember a time in my life, I guess probably when I was 10, I, but since I was... I guess in my teenage, I've since college, I don't know, whatever. I mean, I want 50 years, whatever. Um, and so, and, and I used to get Pete, I, I'd, read, I'd get Sports Illustrated, I'd read it every week and bring it into Pete and uh, stuff like so. It just kind of, and all of a sudden, this last year, it was it last year, they changed. And they said, well, we're, we're now we're going to do issues, you know, as they come out. And it'd be like 12 a year or something instead of every week. And I'm going, no, oh, no, okay. And then they started getting real woke, and everything was, you know, like Chinese women's. Uh, badminton uh, discrimination problems in the Olympics. Some guy going, oh my God, you know, like women's soccer and the and the struggles and traumas they have to go through to be like the men with the money. And I'm going, oh my God, I don't want to hear that. That's not why I got Sports Illustrated. Come on, you're kidding. They went woke and they're going broke, and I canceled them. I mean, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't renew. I just I, honestly, I, I should have brought it in. I wish I'd saved it if I'd have known. Uh, just, I think it was like last week. And it said, uh, you're re- you know, renewals due. And I said, I'm not going to renew it. I just, and it, it killed me. I sat there and I looked at my issue. I said, it's just gone forever. And it's now another, it is. Another bit of Americana that we grew up with that the lefties got a hold of and destroyed. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Do you uh, remember the first thing I think of, of Sports Illustrated is the cover of the Kathy cover. Ireland? Yeah. Kathy Ireland is, oh, by the way, to, to this day. Well, no. Okay, well, let's go in order. Okay, number one for the Kimmer is Kathy Ireland. I mean, and then, and then I got to go, I got, you know, Cheryl Teagues and, and yeah. uh, Christy Brinkley. And who was the other one? Who was the other uh, knockout blonde chick? Uh, Kate Upton. 
Yeah, she's too big. She's too buxy for me. I don't like those great Cindy big Cindy Crawford was on there once Cindy or twice. Crawford, yeah, but uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy Ireland, oh, God, mercy. <laughs> anyway, and, and uh, yeah, hot babes, you know. Uh, and so, and, and it's, all, it's all gone. And, you know, like Miss America, and they miss, uh, anyway. You know, it's just, uh, I, I, really, my generation, uh, we've had this argument before, but I, I, honestly, my generation, baby boomers, have seen so so much more kind of different changes over the last 70 years than I'm trying to think of any other uh, I, other generations. No, I, I, well, other generations have seen monster changes like the industrial 18, complex. Yeah. yeah 1890s. 1890s. Yeah. That, to, that's true. To the space age. Okay. okay. Well, okay. But again, well, but that's all right. But that's like two things. I mean, like two or three oh, things. No, horses to cars, two world wars that changed everything, the fall of a Brit- the British Empire, the rise of Nazism, the, the Holocaust, well, the atomic well, age. I don't atomic think age I needed a lecture from old Mr. Smarty Pants about who went through when it kind of changes in American lifestyle. You said there were two things. Uh, well, I'm sorry. The, I, there might have been more You're than wrong. two. Oh, damn it. You're wrong. Staff. Staff. Turn it on. Grasshopper. <laughs> when you got stuck, I shall walk through the doors. I miss that show. I want that show to come. I, I mean, I miss the hell out of it. And I always wish they did a lot more of the Kung Fu stuff. But still, I missed the show because you had something to look forward to. I mean, it was just, anyways. So. I, I liked it with the old Chinese, the blind Chinese yeah, guy with yeah. kick ass with a stick. Yeah, or absolutely. Didn't know what was You know, the spears are coming in for his eyes, and he just whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> now, how did he come on? You're killing me here. <laughs> anyway, 311. Uh, you can tell it's Letter Rip Friday. Well, every day is late. Letter Rip Friday, anything goes. Um, also, the morning show, I love those morning bastards, man. They had a great story, an update on the video, more video being released. And, of course, you're never going to see it on the mainstream media, showing that the FBI and the police and the Secret Service were all in on it on the January 6th, mostly peaceful Ashley Babbitt Day, that fake planning of the bombs near the DNC headquarters and all that stuff the day before. All that, and, and they watched it all happen. They were having coffee on the bench nearby where the bomb was, supposed bomb was. I mean, this is unbelievable. Anyway, so we'll have more about that, too. And the big thing is Naughty Nikki. Naughty Nikki. Yeah. Apparently, the Daily Mail, we talk about the Daily Mail. They did it again. The Daily Mail came out with a story this morning, and it shows that uh, Frisky Nikki apparently was uh, cheating on her husband, including while he was uh, a war veteran in Afghanistan. Ugh. And if that's, now I'm trying to go through the dates here. If in fact she was having an affair behind him, and this was stuff like banging her friends in her, in her, in her SUV. This is back, this is backseat bango. Hey, okay. it humanizes her. Yeah, it sure does. Anyway, but if she was uh, knocking up these guys when, uh, when he was over in Afghanistan, at the same time he was separated from, I mean, that's to me is the ball game. But let me, we're going to ask the question. It's 313. Here's the question. 404-741-1230. Does this make any difference? She denies it. But it's obviously true. They got an affidavit of at least two guys saying, oh, yeah, we yeah. Okay. So it's obviously. It's not obviously true. It's obviously somebody, true. They could have been paid. It's two true. Of them it's obviously paid. true. The woman's a champ. Oh, uh, does this make any difference? Would you want her in public office in any way? Would you want her as vice president? She's not going to be Trump. But anyway, does this make a difference? We'll just put it that way. Well, we've already set the standard for a trollop being vice president, so it can't get any yeah, worse. Well, well, do we need another side piece, ladies and gentlemen? That's the question. 313 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Let it rip Friday. Have a little fun. 
318, how you doing? Happy Friday, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, 1063, here we go. Tom Petty. Still can't believe it was 2018. It was on this day in 2018, the L.A. Medical Examiner said Tom Petty died accidentally. He had mixed drug toxicity, a combination of fentanyl. God, fentanyl, I, I, this is, I, I still can't believe that, that, we're, that anybody's allowed to have it in, in the world. I mean, I just, anyway, okay. he had fentanyl oxycodone, acetafentanyl, and desprofilofrasca, <clears throat> all opioids. Uh, Termazepapapapan and alzanapamaramazam. Lorazepam. No, it's, it's al, alprazolam. A-L-P-R-A, it's alprazolam, That's good stuff, which is a man. sedative, and a citalopram, which is an antidepressant. Dear God! Uh, Petty's wife and daughter said he had multiple medical problems, emphysema, knee difficulties, a fractured hip, and the pain was simply unbearable and caused for his overuse of medication. There was an unfortunate accident, overdosed by accident. Tom Petty dead in 2018. Wow. That fentanyl guy. I mean, I, I just watched a, a girl on Fox this morning was talking on, on one of the morning Fox shows. Uh, her daughter was accidentally given too much fentanyl at the dentist or something and died. Uh, I, I mean, my God. And I still don't know why drug dealers would want to mix fentanyl in their cocaine because it kills you. Why would you want to kill the people who are buying your product? I, I mean, put baking soda. I, I mean, they, I really, I, I don't get it. They don't know what they're putting in there and how much is in there. That's the problem. They don't Jesus, know how I, much they're putting in. Well, I, honestly, I, I thank God. I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm an addict. If I had done cocaine, I'd be dead. I'd, there's no question about it. Uh, well, except that couple of, well, no, uh, no, seriously, <laughs> I was scared of that. If it had been in a cigarette, I'd have smoked it. If, if somebody uh, gave me a cigarette with cocaine in it, I'd have smoked it. I love my, my lucky strikes, man. You couldn't, uh, four packs a day, baby. I was hooked on nicotine for, since I was nine. Okay. Um, so I definitely, if it had been smokable, I would, I would have been dead for sure. No question about it. I know I'm an addict, but I don't know how anybody could even do it now, but knowing all the deaths from fentanyl. I mean, the chances are you're going to, and again, these, these kids, boy, am I rambling here? Sorry. These kids are not, are not necessarily drug addicts. They're, they're being poisoned. I mean, they're, if they're taking pills to study for school or to stay awake for a thing, or, you know, even to just to goof around saying, oh, try this, uh, you know, feel better with the oxy if you've got a bad knee or something. And all of a sudden they're dead uh, because they were, you know, trying to take the edge off something from soccer practice. Uh, and they're not like, you know, they're not like uh, cocaine users. They were, anyway, I just, it's just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. All right, sorry, sorry. 321, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. It's Friday, let her rip, anything goes. 404-741-1230. Birthday list. Katie Segal, 70 years old today. Louise on the Connors. Gemma on Sons of Anarchy. And Nora on The Bastard Executioner. What is that? Was that a movie? The Bastard, Exe- the Bastard Executioner. She played a Nora, a, a Katie Segal. TV series, I believe. 
And they called it the Bastard Executioner on TV. They had that title? I don't, I don't I think, think so. ever. Wow. And, of course, Peg Bundy married with children and the voice of sexy Cyclops Leela on Futurama. I've never heard of that either. Anyway, Katie Seagal is 70. So uh, good going for you. And on this day, a huge, huge, huge day in television history, 1953, the old black and white sets were all tuned as Lucy gave birth to Desi Arnaz Jr. during a regularly scheduled episode of I Love Lucy. The scriptwriters gambled that Lucille Ball would have a boy and wrote the script accordingly. Like 70% of everybody in America was watching that episode on this day in 1953, including me. And I was like five or seven or whatever. Anyway, uh, 322, the whole family was. That's the whole family she used to do with a camera feet and flounder. Uh, God, where do we start? What's that? Let's start with with Nikki Haley. (laughs) Uh, First of all, here's the latest. Nikki Haley is now, her uh, campaign has now banned the Daily Mail from all future campaign events, which, by the way, will probably be fairly limited. I don't know how much longer she's going to have. Double secret probation. (laughs) Yeah, Flounder. (laughs) They don't know it yet. (laughs) They're on double secret probation. So they banned the Daily Mail after claiming uh, that she has been hired. with other people other than her husband, uh, some years ago at least. And so uh, the Daily Mail showed up this morning for an event and they were a- in New Hampshire and they were asked to leave. Uh, Daily Mail is not credited or credentialed for any more events. I'm politely asking you to leave, said Haley's spokeswoman, Cheney something or other, and pointed to the door. And the guy said, uh, is this for the rest of the campaign? She said, yeah. Uh, the publication was banned for, quote, printing lies. She took questions from the press at the event, spoke generically about uh, attacks against her. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump has ramped up his criticism, and uh, she said, "Oh, so it's, it's just personal. If it's not me, for me, it's not personal. I don't care." Don- well, anyway, well, that's what she says now. But here's the do- Here's the story. There are two guys who came forward after she claimed over and over, apparently, that she's always been faithful to her husband. She has uh, 100% of the time have been faithful to the father of my two kids of 28 years, my husband, Michael Haley, who was deployed in Afghanistan with the National Guard in 2012. Well, a guy named Will Folks uh, and a guy named Larry Marchant both signed affidavits saying they had a sexual relationship with the uh, former lawmaker before she went on to become governor. They described to major news outlets, uh, they, uh, Haley denied it at the time. While her husband was in Afghanistan, uh, she cites him as a reason for a presidential candidacy. Uh, there were tales of steamy liaisons in the back of her Cadillac SUV, canoodling in lovers' laps at bars, nights spent together in South Carolina duplex other than her own. Uh, she had uh, rosy references to her relationship with her husband, a major in the National Guard, currently deployed in, Af- in Africa on her presidential campaign trail today uh, as we speak. Uh, she said, I'm doing it for my husband. Well, back in 2007, uh, the, a guy named Folks was shaping her political message as her communications consultant. And he said that she and uh, uh, the, uh, Haley and he engaged in an inappropriate physical relationship and several instances of sexual contact. He kissed her in a car and then had regular trysts with her at her apartment in Columbia. And then he uh, broke up when he got married the next year. Uh, he says, we slid the back seats of her Cadillac SUV down so uh, uh, Haley could climb on top of me. They had other romantic encounters at her SUV, including one in the parking lot of the uh, policy council at her state house office. You're turning me on. <laughs> I'm getting a little kinky myself. I don't know about you, but my nipples are hard as a rock. Yeah, I put the seat back so Haley could climb on top of me. 
He started dating other women, went on to marry one, so he broke it off with her. Uh, and then a guy named Larry Merchant, a Columbia lobbyist, wrote a sworn statement saying he had dinner, drinks, and, and a hotel room at a Salt Lake City conference in 2008. And, uh, and they got drunk and had dinner together and went upstairs and had sex, and he left at 6 o'clock the next morning. He was contacted by the press after hearing Haley claim uh, that she had been 100% faithful to her husband. Uh, Merchant, by the way, or Marchant, I guess it is, was married at the time, divorced his wife, who charged that Haley uh, affair with, with him was one of the reasons they broke up. Uh, people said, oh, she, she was in his office all the time. They'd be there till 11 or midnight drinking. Uh, she, they saw her get into the back of her Cadillac SUV all the time with this other guy. Uh, windows you know, got all steamed up. <laughs> a lot of people saw her sitting on laps, wrapped arm in arm. I saw her myself, and she was sitting on Larry's lap. Uh, I mean, this guy's stuff apparently was going on and on and on. Well, it, it may, she's, a, she's a cold ice queen. This kind of, you know, humanizes her just a little. Well, softens her image. Well, now, <laughs> well, here's the question. Does it make any difference? And, again, if you, I don't know if we have any uh, uh, Nikki Haley supporters in the audience listening right now or not, or even if you like talking But if you do, I'd like to know if it makes any difference. And, again, what we talk about the history of sexual activity by political candidates and, uh, and political uh, politicians. And my God, in fact, I was reading a quote from, I don't can't remember where I found it just a few minutes ago, and now I don't know where I got it. And the quote was, I, mean, I guess it was one of these stories, and the quote was, uh, all these counselors and people holding, uh, uh, hanging around with politicians, the, it goes either, uh, let's see, uh, it was something like, politicians go one of two ways. All politicians with all their lobbyists, it's you have one of two relationships, politicians and lobbyists. Either the politician is like Mike Pence and such a holy roller, he won't go to dinner with a lobbyist if it's a girl without having his wife there. You saw the complete holy roller religious people concerning lobbyists. Or the other one is, how many times does a politician have to have sex with a lobbyist to get what they want? So it's, it, the assumption is, that to the insiders, if you're a politician and you have a lobbyist who's, a, who's trying to get you to do stuff, you're going to have sex with him. Now, I'd hate to think that. And I, even if it's only 50 no. percent true, even if it's only 40 percent true, it, that breaks my heart. it's more money than sex. It's well, more that, money than sex. But I'm sex. telling you, that's what, I mean, that's what the old saw is. That's what the g- generic thing is. I'm, I, I read it. I'm telling you, that's what they say. That's what insider lobbyist people say. You're one of two kinds of politicians. Anyway, I'm, j- I'm just passing that along. Now, here we go. A couple of things with uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Fulton Floozy Fanny, our uh, perpendicular pulsating, uh, pulsating uh, prosecutor of Fulton County. Some new filings in Fulton, Count, uh, Fulton County with a special prosecutor, Nathan Wade's divorce case. His uh, now estranged wife said uh, he spent more than $1,000 on airline tickets for D.A. Fanny the Floozy Willis to go to trips to San Francisco and Miami. Uh, and as he defended in the case earlier this month, they've been accused of engaging in an improper romantic relationship. And uh, they uh, described the uh, copies of the credit card statements. And the flight to uh, San Francisco was 800 The flight to Miami was 477 in the name of Fanny Willis. And they're seeking to avoid testifying. She's seeking to avoid testifying in the ongoing divorce case. Uh, And then there's kind of the latest on that is 
and this one, I got another source on this other story here as we switch to this one, uh, that the uh, uh, Fanny is firing back at the allegations that she was in an improper relationship, although she's not actually denying it, but she's now trying to get out of testifying at, uh, at his divorce case. She's been subpoenaed to give a deposition in the divorce case of her side piece and is now an unhappy wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, and she wants the subpoena quashed so she doesn't have to talk about the what happened between the interested parties. Aside from the fact that now she has to go to court, she's been ordered to testify in court, have a hearing in February on what the hell is going on with her. And why she's such a, a freaking idiot claiming now they're only going after her because her side piece is black. And the other two si- uh, guys who weren't her side piece were white. Well, that only means, uh, you know, <laughs> they're going after him because he was the one you were sleeping with. It's not because he's black. <laughs> nice try, though. Jeez. Uh, the documents for their divorce have been sealed. And uh, the defendant, the wife, Jocelyn Wade, does not object to opening uh, the proceedings and unsealing the documents. Uh, but Fanny's trying to keep it closed and trying. She says that the wife is trying to harass and damage her reputation. Oh my God, a little late for that now, don't you think? <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, and now Fanny says, well, you know, the marriage was broken anyway uh, because she was messing around. And so, you know, it's not, I don't have to, I shouldn't have to say anything. And you, you're not going to prove anything. You're just trying to, you know, embarrass me and humiliate me and stuff like that. Well, yeah, no kidding. You freaking deserve it. You know, you freaking liberals, you freaking stinking, lousy, lousy stinking phonies. You know, I mean, honest to God. And, and by the way, what an idiot. How dumb can you be to think she could pull this off? Everybody knew. They would walk by her office. Uh, boy, I guess she's having a religious experience with her partner in there because they kept hearing her yell out, oh, God, oh, God, through the door. And say, boy, they're really working on that case from a spiritual experience. 331 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Holy smoke. All right, I got 335. Rocking and rolling here with Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. That was me, sorry. That was me again. <laughs> Go ahead, Flounder Flew. Gonna have a what? Read between the lines. I got that one. Living it up. Living it up. Okay. Living it up. I'm going. What time? I'm getting on like every every. It's, it's called love in an elevator. Love in an elevator. There you go. I didn't get any of that. I swear to God, I thought I was talking about elevator. I love with elevator. Oh my God. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> There's no hope for me. I'm sorry. Uh, th- 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 that was uh, uh, my version of Aerosmith. <laughs> Lo- okay. Lo- what? Lo- love in an elevator, living it up while I'm going down. Well, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of euphemisms, uh, that's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> ah, oh, level. I get it here. Thank you. Oh, dear Lord. 336, ka-ching. Steven Tyler on this day, 2011. Steven Tyler made his debut appearance as a judge on American Idol. It was their 10th season. He took over for Simon Cowell. 
next to Randy Jackson and new judge Jennifer Lopez. She was just in a movie on TV the other day with uh, where she played that uh, with the with uh, what's his name and the and the burglary robbery thing, and she was a real estate agent down in Florida. Oh man, was she gorgeous. Anyway, uh, uh, Stephen did not inform any of the members of Aerosmith about his new TV career when he started doing Judge on uh, American Idol. Well, that's kind of weird. And let's see, uh, our birthday list. Well, I mentioned uh, Lucy gave birth on this day, uh, 71 years, 1953, and Desi Arnaz Jr., therefore, obviously, is 71 years old today. And he appeared on the cover of the very first issue of TV Guide as a baby... In April of 1953, with his mom, Lucille Ball. He was born today, but in April, TV Guide came out. Their first issue had him on the cover with his mom. Uh, anyway, so that's pretty cool. And uh, let's see, a history noter. Let's see. Uh, in uh, uh, 1983, wow, 40 years later, the Butcher of Lyon is captured. Klaus Barbie was found in Bolivia and extradited to France to face trial for crimes against humanity. He was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. All right, how you doing? It's all, it's all, it's all, it's all what happened? Uh, I, no, we got Stan on the line. He wanted to comment on Nikki Haley. Excellent. Uh, this is what we're looking for. Stan, uh, great to have you aboard with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Happy Friday. What do you know, Nikki Haley? If it's true that she was having affairs uh, with her husband of 28 years, uh, uh, does it make any difference to you? I'm, I live in South Carolina, and back before she, or as she was running for governor, those same allegations came up mm -hmm. in that race. So apparently, it didn't matter then because she won two terms. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much that's going to uh, carry, but. I have a feeling she's going to get trounced in South Carolina primary. Well, that's and of course Tim Scott just came out and said he's supporting Donald Trump, and Tim Scott's a senator of South Carolina, so you know he's yeah, supporting yeah. his own governor. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are upset with her here because she promised to take care of the Confederate flag. Uh, yeah. On the state grounds. <clears throat> yeah. And she ended up removing it. Yeah. That upset a lot of folks. Yeah. I remember that day. In um, fact, we played the sound of all the crowd going, nah, 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 and, uh, and uh, <laughs> shove it and all that stuff. And I thought, oh, man, what a day for South yeah. Carolina. That was not good. Uh, now, and by the way, yeah, some she, people some people on YouTube are saying, you know, they're going to they're going to pick on Nikki Haley. Uh, but it's not fair that they'll they'll pick on her and not the other people they should be picking on. I don't know. Do you think it's going to be a political thing just because? she's, uh, you know, the primaries have started? No, I don't think it's good. Well, if you, like I said, there are enough people upset in this state that there's no way she's going to, she's going to get embarrassed. Yeah. I think DeSantis will take second with no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're probably right. Hey, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Bundle up. It's going to be a low in the teens. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, it will. You too, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks. I really appreciate it. 404 741 1230 is our time. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, good to have you aboard. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, call, <laughs> in fact, uh, t in the teens. It's uh, uh, Here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was kind of kind of shocked to drag South Carolina into the 21st century. There wasn't. It? <laughs> well, you know, but uh, th see, that's what you do. You can't if you make a promise, uh, then keep it yeah. uh, or or suffer the consequences. And she, you know, now she didn't then, but she she may now. And again, I just there's no way that anybody's going to do anything against Donald Trump either in New Hampshire next week or in South Carolina the week. It was a two weeks late. I think South Carolina's in three or four weeks. I can't remember. Uh, but that by by then it's going to be the ball game. 
And I don't, I, I, I can't imagine anybody trying to take them on seriously. Uh, let's see, a 340. Okay, a couple other things. All right, this is something I heard our, our, our beautiful morning bastards today on the morning show. We're talking about the explosive new video, and no one's paying attention to it. Even fi- I haven't seen anything on Fox or anything about this. Now, maybe they've covered it, and I don't know, and so I, I'm probably speaking out of turn. But there's a guy named Thomas Massey uh, through a Twitter feed or next feed by a guy named Darren Beatty. And there, there's video. Video. This is actual video of January 5th, the day before the mostly peaceful January 6th Ashley Babbitt Day peaceful protest. And this video uh, is going to demolish the narrative uh, of uh, what the Republicans supposedly did to conservatives that night, day on January 6th. The footage shows discovery of a pipe bomb at a bench outside the, D- the Democratic National Committee headquarters. A guy in a backpack approaches an SUV, a black Secret Service SUV, uh, informs them of the pipe bomb's presence. After being informed, I'm going through the whole video. There's video here, and I'm describing what it says. After being informed of the pipe bomb feed away, the Metro PD authorities, now we got Secret Service and Metro PD in, in Washington, are technically on the Secret Service detail, take over a minute before, uh, uh, take more than a minute before they even get out of their car after being told there's a bomb. They take a look at that. Note how casually the Metro PD and Secret Service lounge around after being informed there's a pipe bomb right over there. Oh, now what the hell happened? It just disappeared, Flounder. I ha- oh, I can't believe it. It just freaking disappeared. It got, you know, I got a hockey guy. Where the hell did that come from? What's the hockey guy doing? It could be more interesting. But why did that pop? Oh, you know, I, can't, I, I swear to God, I'm, I'm on my iPad, and it just changed. Now, Flounder fixed it to put the bookmark thing, whatever that is. I'm now learning what that is, that little, little thing there. Uh, well, real quick, real quick. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what do you do with a bookmark in a book? You mark it so you can find it later. There you go. That so I, literally what that is. Right, but it oh. doesn't. It doesn't look. Oh. Like, no, no. I know. I know. Uh, well, I think everything's good. Right, now, all right. So uh, now I got to. I got to find where. Okay, here we go. Back to the thing. So they know the bombs there. So they're all. They're not doing anything. Everybody's hanging around. Uh, there was a photo of the bomb right next to a bench where there's a cup of coffee. Uh, the Secret Service total lack of concern. Be informed of the bomb or for themselves or their protectee. Carmela side piece. And oh, I, I, there's another part in here says there were. Uh, the Capitol Police officer took a picture of it. There were children, a group of children across the street from the location of the bomb. Okay? Uh, and the Secret Service were there, and the police were there. Nobody's kind of walking around. Uh, the reaction of the Secret Service to the bomb is despicable. Uh, shows uh, The only close footage of the FBI is made public of the bomber, uh, and they pretend not to know anything about it. Anyway, the, the whole story is that this is just another example of that there, somebody was in on it. They all knew about this business, uh, and the Democrats, you remember Nancy Pelosi, who's going to go to hell when she dies, deliberately did not call out any kind of protection when she had supposed information that there's going to be a problem. She deliberately wanted there to be a problem. She told him to stand down. Anyway, and you know those cops lied. And by the way, there's more evidence uh, on the video showing that the, uh, the guys who testified, including that Ray Epps, uh, were lying, committed perjury about whether they were there or not, stuff like that. I mean, it's all, yeah, here we go again and again. Nobody's covering it. Yeah, they, they watched little kids walk toward the pipe bomb and didn't do anything about it. Yeah. They knew the pipe bomb yeah. was supposedly there. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, it's, uh, how are we supposed to, what are we supposed to make of this? And again, the FBI. We don't uh, believe them. Yeah, that's right. You can't. You cannot. Believe. And again, you know, it used to be that we would automatically be, be called conspiracy freaks. 
But this is not a this is not you know some made up conspiracy. We're looking at video showing this behavior is not real and it's not what they said on January 6th commission on the committee. And by the way, that was not a real committee. They just they just had a bunch of guys decide to get together and start interviewing people. We could do the same thing. The Republicans could say, you know what? Let's get all the Republicans together and start asking people to show up to talk, and we'll we'll confront them uh, about everything they did. I mean, it's not wasn't real. wasn't part of the government. Which is they did it on their own. It's unfreaking believable. Uh, oh, oh, can we do the President Biden thing real quick, uh, Flounder? If we got time for the break, oh, this, this, I freaking love this. Uh, President Stupid is at it again. He's at a photo opportunity at the podium with a uh, North Carolina congresswoman uh, having his picture taken after a North Carolina speech. And, uh, and here's, oh, here's the President Stupid. <laughs> Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my p- picture taken with her. Did you? Just That's now? probably why she left. I just had a picture. No, uh, I'm kidding. Stop. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. No. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. My God. I mean, he's so stupid that he actually even said, uh-oh, I got it wrong. I well, mixed up. Can you imagine? I'm, what I'm curious about is, is it his earpiece? Did someone say, you didn't meet her? Yeah, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, it's all a setup. I mean, he's a puppet. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, actually, she couldn't be here. He just had a picture taken with her, supposedly, and he couldn't remember. Just then, he just had a picture taken with a different woman. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's your president. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and wait, wait, tell you about the picture of his uh, cu- of his cuckold wife coming up 346 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. <laughs> Mamas and the Papas, kind of a sad song here. That's all right. Just, uh, you know, that's what they did. Great group. I, 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 uh, I liked all their stuff, basically. Most of them. Not this one particularly, but uh, anyway, on this day in 2007. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know this guy's name. Flounders, our musical director, has informed me today that the Canadian singer-songwriter and former Mamas and Papas singer named Denny Doherty died on this day in 2007 at 66 in Toronto after a short illness. I'd never heard of Denny Doherty. He's the, the one singing right now. And I guess I don't really, I can't remember all their other names, but I don't think I've ever heard the name Denny. He never got any, any kudos for that, I don't think. Um, I, and I guess, of course, I was in mid-60s. Uh, I don't know that people knew that much about individuals in there. Anyway, uh, the group was the number one big hit in 66 with Monday, Monday. And this guy, Doherty, started his career in 1956 with a band called the Hepsters. And then a friendship with Cass Elliott when she was with a band called the Big Three. Cass Elliott was in love with him the entire time they were in the Mamas and the Papas. Is that right? And Denny actually ended up sleeping with Michelle Phillips. Oh, no. So it was a... A triangle there for a while. Oh, now, of course, Mama would be like three times the size <laughs> of that sexy little Michelle, so she couldn't yeah. have taken too well to that. 
If you're, oh my, if uh, if uh, if uh, the large one was in love with a guy who was sleeping with a little sexy little teeny, oh boy. Well, there you go. Chicks, man. Chicks, I tell you, chicks. <laughs> no, no, everything's fine. It's going to be fine in a couple hours. I know that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's the Asian cheerleader uh, high heel contingent of the Kimmer fan club tonight oh. at the Kimmer's place. So i got to get you, home. you got the AI model all installed, <laughs> do you? We're going to talk about fact. We're going to talk about that shortly, and then we'll talk about it again after 5, because I can't wait to say because this is going to be brutal. Uh, our birthday list includes the luscious and uh, formerly uh, whatever, Dolly. Parton is 78 years old today, uh, and uh, good for her. I've been a big fan of hers for a long time, although I don't. she made, did a bad decision in wearing that outfit the other day. Anyway, uh, and on this day in history, mm, let's pick one here. Uh, here we go. In uh, 1983, I do not remember this. You guys might. A- Apple, 1983. Apple I- announces the Apple Lisa, the first commercial computer to have a graphic user interface, GUI, and a computer mouse. Oh, the graphic interface, GUI. Oh, now I remember now. Uh, the lease was targeted at businesses and cost a massive $9,995, which is over twenty grand in today's money. Because of the high cost, the Apple Lisa never really had much of an impact. And... They went out of business, and it's never heard from again. All right, 354. Oh, by the way, we were making fun of President Stupid Face when he, you know, he didn't know. He, he forgot that he would, had taken a picture of the woman the, four minutes earlier, and she wasn't even in the same state. <clears throat> anyway, so he got blasted on social media. And, and Pete sent us a picture a few minutes ago of uh, Dr. Jill, the cuckold queen. Uh, by the way, is she the cuckold, or is he the cuckold, or is her husband the cuckold when she started cheating on her husband with Joe? I don't remember. Anyway, I, the, I'm a little confused. Uh, the husband was the cuckold. So she would have been the cuckolder? I, 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 anyway, we'll, we'll try to clear it up. She held something. <laughs> she was a cuckolder, all right. <laughs> I think I misspelled it. <laughs> Here, hold this, will you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me get that for you. Let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. <laughs> God, what is going on with me? That's all my fault. I'm starting this, and I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. But I'm telling you. 355. I'll tell Flounder during the break. Uh, oh, so Pete sent a picture. It's hysterical. A freaking Dr. Jill the Cuckold Queen is in, I guess, Utah. And she's at, a, she's at a, an event bragging about how wonderful the economy is and everything else. And she's at a high school. She's at the Hunter High School. The something or other Hunter High School. Like the William H. Hunter High School. And all the sign says with Dr. Jill the Cuckold Queen standing under the sign, the only two <laughs> words you see are Hunter High. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which uh, yeah, probably was. Anyway, uh, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, it's uh, oh, uh, by the, Okay, let's do that thing about the AI. We'll start it, and then we'll pick it up after 4 o'clock. You want to do that? Let's do that. Real oh, quick, sure. we got Andy yeah. on the line. He I wants bl- to talk about Bill Belichick coming to Atlanta. Uh, you know, it, it, it could happen because here we go, round number two, I guess, 356. Did you say Andy? Yep, Andy. Andy, you're on the radio, man. Thanks for calling. Happy Friday. What, what do you think about Bill uh, uh, Belligerent, as Pete says, coming to Atlanta with the Falcons, maybe? Hey, well, I was listening to your podcast from last Thursday, and Pete said, well, you know, Bill Belichick wants to stay in the game because, you know, he's only 15 or 16 wins away from the all-time wins record with Don Shula, and I thought, well, there's 
no way he's coming to Atlanta. It'll take five or six years to do that. <laughs> Why the hell? That could take him 20 years. <laughs> hey, funny man. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. 357 with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, Bo, hey, hold on. A 357. Uh, coming up, an AI girlfriend. But first, uh, Flounder's got a little funny here for us. Like, I can't spell, if I had to spell restaurant <laughs> to this day, right? <laughs> to save my mama's life. Like, if. if <laughs> like, if somebody held my mama hostage and had a gun to her head, right? <laughs> and said, spell restaurant. You know, like, <laughs> shoot your mother in the head. I'd be like, I would look at my mother like, uh, I love you. <laughs> you look at me, mom. She's crying. <laughs> Understand that I I love you with all my heart. <laughs> Stop stalling! Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. R-E-S-T. Oh my god, here's where it gets. <laughs> Uh, there's a ooh, there's a ooh, a ooh. Resty. Resty. Ran. Ran. It's an A or U or U. All right, give me another, give me another word. Man. Give me another word. <laughs> uh, who is that, Flounder? That is uh, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, Patrice, didn't he die? Isn't he dead? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe might have been someone. Uh, I, I'm, I don't think of Patricia Neal, the actress. No, no. I, I was thinking of a large comedian who passed away. Uh, so I used to listen to him on XM radio all the time. And I may, I may, I may have gotten there here. Yeah, he died. Nove- uh, he was born in 1969 and he died November 29th, 2011. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, I used to I used to play him on uh, XM Radio on my uh, when I used to have the Comedy Channel. I don't know because they charge about nine million dollars a week for it. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, three uh, three fifty nine with almost four o'clock here uh, with the Kimmer Feet and Flounder. And our number four zero four seven four one twelve thirty seven four one one two three zero. Coming up, the new girlfriend, and if they take the next step, I'm in. Four o'clock with the Kimmer Feet and Flounder. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. 
You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. <laughs> 403, how's it going? I'm oh, sorry, I ruined I stepped on his line. Sorry, Wilson. Slow your Mustang self down, Sally. Was out of this day, 2006. American soul singer Wilson Pickett passed away near his Ashburn, Virginia home from a heart attack. Wilson Pickett was only 64. Soul classic Mustang Sally. He also did Everybody Needs Somebody to Love. And also in the midnight hour, another huge hit. He scored 15 top 40 singles. Wilson Pickett, dead at 64 in 2006. That's kind of a shame there. And let's see. Happy Friday. How you doing? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 404. Our birthday list includes Paul Rodriguez, comedic Latino, it says here. 69 years old, Paul Rodriguez is also the dad to world-class skateboarder and X Games gold medalist Paul Rodriguez Jr., Known as K-Rod, uh, P-Rod, P-Rod, his kid, <laughs> skateboarder guy. Oh, good. And uh, Paul Rodriguez, the dad, is 69, a comedian. And let's see, on this day in history, in 1996, a federal grand jury subpoenaed uh, Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage to lie under oath about the sudden appearance of those uh, stra- those billing records. They were there. Oh, my God. Uh, they're for the Whitewater investment scandal where they, they got the banks and everybody give them money and then the place went under and they kept the money and, it was, and they got away with it except the McDougal and she killed herself and her husband died in prison or something. Oh, it was, it was funny scandal. And then the bank records, they had them and then they disappeared and all of a sudden they're there on a coffee table in the white. Oh, my God. Uh, how... Uh, your Honor, golly, I, they, I don't have any. I, just, I can't recall. I just can't recall. And, of course, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened to the Clintons. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage is the only person in the world who can determine when someone's going to die with a single phone call. I mean, it's just uh, it's just remarkable. All right, 405, Kipper, Pete, and Flower. <laughs> Goofing around on Friday, letter at Friday. Oh, just in, the Babylon Bee warns us. The FBI says uh, the warning of extremist MAGA plot to go to a polling location and vote for a preferred candidate. Oh, my God. The Federal Bureau of Investigations uncovered a terrifying plot by MAGA extremists to show up at local polling locations all over the country and vote for their presidential candidate of choice. FBI Director Christopher the Cossack Ray said, make no mistake, these terrorist threats are credible and were confirmed by multiple intelligence sources and FBI field offices. We are advising all law enforcement departments to be on high alert for potential MAGA operatives visiting various voting booths this fall to vote for the people they think are the best candidates, such as Trump, even though he's a yucky poop head and I hate him. <clears throat> Our democracy is hanging by a threat, and we must, we will lose it if we allow all these people to start voting according to their beliefs. And they've got another disturbing plot by far-right MAGA agents to support security at the border. I mean, these things are horrible, ladies and gentlemen. It's just tremendous. Uh, 406 with the camera, Pete, and Flounder right there. And our goofball uh, Defense uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin, the former defense contractor, has now been told he's better show up in a week or so uh, concerning this business about lying to everybody about why he was in the freaking hospital. 
And by the way, I still don't get it. He's 70 years old. was diagnosed with prostate cancer in early December. And then it says here on December 22nd, underwent surgery and then was diagnosed the next day. January 1st, he had uh, abdominal leg and hip pain, went back, uh, and they didn't learn of his cancer diagnosis till January 9th. Anyway, I'm not sure if he had, uh, he must have had surgery if he, uh, and then I heard he didn't have surgery about the prostate cancer, so it must have been something else. I don't know. I mean, the whole, but again, it was all a secret. It's just outrageous. And uh, an Alabama Republican, Mike Rogers, has said, yeah, you better show up and explain yourself there, deadbeat mister. Uh, of course, Biden says he's got his full support, but he was basically a wall. Uh, the, the, the congressman says, how can we have the most ready, lethal possible force requiring everybody in the national security community to be able to rely upon the secretary of defense? Uh, you have not exhibited these attributes throughout your most recent string of events. How about starting with Afghanistan withdrawal? Uh, all, all of those people should have been busted down to private and given a dishonorable discharge, as far as I'm concerned, 408. Can repeat and flounder. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Lexi Love. Lexi Love. No, that's not the nickname to our Fulton County prosecutor, Fanny the Floozy. Lexi Love is a model and girlfriend created by a company called Foxy AI. She's a virtual model. She's been raking in tons of fans, flirting with chatting people in sexy photos. Uh, she acts as a companion to lonely men online, providing them with round-the-clock text and voice messaging. Lexi speaks 30 languages, gets up to 20 marriage proposals a month from men who have fallen in love with her head over heels, even though she's not real. It looks like she's real. She's beautiful, and you can talk to her. She's built to flirt, laugh, adapt to different personalities, interests, and preferences. She offers paid text and voice messaging and gets to know each of her boyfriends. She'll send you naughty photos if you want. Her profile says, I'm Lexi, your go-to girl for a dose of excitement and a splash of glamour. As an aspiring model, you'll often catch me striking a pose or perfecting my pole dancing moves. Sushi is my weakness, and L.A.'s beach volleyball scene is my playground. I'm looking for someone to keep up with my adventurous spirit and join me at, at a quiet spot on the beach. Message me, and let's turn our dreams into reality. Uh, according to the website, she's a 21-year-old hobbyist to include pole dancing, yoga, and beach volleyball. Her turn-ons are oral and public... Se oh, <coughs> sorry. Uh, the company noted uh, it designed her to be the perfect girlfriend for many men, flawless features, and impeccable style. Now, the guy who de designed her says with a growing popularity, she's a lucrative source of income, about thirty grand a month from uh, interactions on the website. Uh, this is a testament to her ability to deeply connect with people and provide them with a fulfilling human-like experience despite being fake. She's artificial intelligence. She's not real. Uh, AI girlfriends are increasingly popular over the last year. Companies launching virtual models, acting as lovers to single men online, and raking in a ton of cash. We've all been talking about AI taking over the world one day, and for now it's sexting people all over the globe and taking over that way. Hey. I'm telling you, it's Blade Runner 2. With if they look like Anna de Armas, I'm signing up. Well, I will. I will admit. Now, again, let me, I, there, if there's a moral issue, I'd like you to explain it to me. Uh, if I were presented with a girl who walked in here on her own two feet and looked like a girl and felt like a girl and shook her hand and she had, I mean, it was a girl. 
and she was beautiful and, and everything that I kind of, you know, if you have, if you're a leg man or a boob man, whatever, she was it. You know, she'd be your perfect match of everything you ever wanted. And she was gorgeous and she was perfect for you and she loved you. And, you know, it was, just, it was a perfect girlfriend thing, but she was fake. Would you be willing to have an actual fake relationship, including with sex, including with kissing and f- sex no. and taking her with you to store, to the mall and to dinner and stuff no. like that? No. If she If she looks like a real person. No. And nobody could tell that she wasn't real. No, that's for something that stays in the house. It doesn't go out anywhere. I'm sorry. Yeah, Uh, no, because it doesn't have a soul. It's not real. Right. But uh, I, I, I couldn't, no. Okay, and and now, now is the issue that you know that she's a machine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's not real. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're you're, ha- you're living, a, you're having a relationship with a machine. With a machine, yeah. Uh, uh, Flounder, you're talking to a machine. <laughs> he's, got, he, he's a, he's a so living, walking cyborg. Things in me he's right got now. an implant in his chest. He's got an implant in his ears. For God's sake, he, he's yeah. Steve Austin, the $6 million man. I was going to say, you know, when you get to a certain age bracket, the whole uh, morality issue tends to, tends to get to take a couple of steps down the old totem pole. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can That's something imagine? else she won't give you as mor- morals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, at this stage, I mean, <laughs> but again, I mean, in terms, well, even at a stay-at-home thing, you wouldn't have an, any problem with making love to a machine if, if if you, I mean, if she she talked to you, she knew you. I mean, it was like you, she knew you, and she was a real live person that they could program to know, uh, to be able to communicate with you the way you're a real girlfriend would, as well. You share experiences and things like that, and uh, you'd be what you'd be doing in the house, but you wouldn't take her around to have people see her. So there's no morality. Not probably neither one of them. <laughs> well, all I know is it's 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 going to ha- it's happen it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, they are, they are, they already have the the robots who are all just metal and, and they can you know jump over chairs and 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 look like they can make human movements and stuff. So it's the next step is to get uh, flesh like material coding and uh, you know and get the brain thing working for the communication skills. But how long? How far away is that? Well, they have right now the body suits that you climb into the body yeah. suit and you feel all the sensations of what, whatever it, that machine wants you to feel. I'll tell you, I, I wish I could be around to watch it. <laughs> uh, 413. Oh, oh, you like to watch. Huh? <laughs> I like to watch uh-huh. it. <laughs> 413. Happy Friday with a Kimmer Feed and Flounder right here. <laughs> Say damn, jet, jet. I remember this song. It's from the album Band on the Run. <laughs> there we go. Excuse me. Yeah, it's a big song. That's a great chorus to have in the bag. That's really, well, good production. 2001, 2001, reported on this day that Paul McCartney was about to become the world's first pop star billionaire. Paul McCartney, said to be worth 725 million pounds, was expected to become a billionaire after huge sales from the Beatles' compilation hits album. 
His company, MPL Collections, owns the copyright to more than 25,000 songs, and his fortune made him the 11th richest person in the uh, in Britain. Motor racing tycoon Benny Ecclestone was the richest with a reported 3.2 billion pounds. And a pound is what, 12, uh, uh, 12 bucks to 10 bucks or something like that? Is it like a dollar twenty to a dollar? Something like that? Yeah. I think so. So it's anyway, there you go. Uh, Paul McCarty. So I saw the crowd. Thing the thing there. Okay. Are we moving on here? Uh, let's see our birthday list. And I have a sports birthday later. I, 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 a little less than an hour. P. Davis. By the way, the freaking morning. Those my beautiful morning bastards are ripping the camera all over the place this morning about me jumping on your sports casts. Holy crap, it's sports like a little after 5 o'clock. Yeah. And they were ragging me. You know, well, well, once in a while we have a little problem with a communication line here. So if so if I say something and he doesn't hear me and then he does hear me and then I stop and then it's their mess and so they're ragging me about it. So, you know, so now I guess I better shut the hell up from now on though, huh? Jeez. Or what you could do is ask the questions when he's finished, and then you kind of do a... But we can't tell if it's uh, three seconds after he, I think he's finished. Now, <laughs> yesterday was an anomaly. Yes. Yesterday was weird. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're working better. on it. All right, 421, Kipper Feed and Flounder. So get off my back, by, you by, morning hey, bastards. <laughs> by, by the way, it's $1.27 to the pound. So. Oh, dollar, yeah, dollar twenty to a dollar. Okay, that's right. Bye, sweetie. Oh, look, she's got flowers. Oh, oh, there's wow. a man. Oh my God, I didn't realize today's her birthday. So, that's right. And somebody sent her some a beautiful white bouquet and uh, in a oh. in a vase. I'm assuming it was her things. boyfriend. I, I I hope that's going well. I I haven't asked her about it. I know that there was uh, some time ago there was a swiping incident where no, it's true. Where well, he was at the Christmas party. Yeah. Well, again, I I, I think it's going great, and I and uh, you know we in fact we talked about whether uh, people are committing at an earlier stage in a relationship and willing to say this is my boyfriend or it's just me, uh, here here so and so. Anyway, just a thought. I hope she's doing great. She I love her. She's a wonderful girl. Uh, and she is the uh, commandante of our uh, social media department here. Uh, a fabulous Amanda. Our birthday, did I give a birthday yet? No. Oh, oh, oh. Pete Booty Fudge is 42, uh, the Secretary of Transportation. What a slimy little slime bag. And, and by the way, uh, oh, oh, tell who two things. Oh, first, let me do a let me do a history thing, and then I'm gonna come back to the uh, this airline business. Uh, I'm, I'm, oh, geez, I just had it. I was just gonna sit. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 1971 at the Charles Manson trial, the prosecutor played the song Helter Skelter. The reason, of course, was those words were written on a mirror at the scene of one of the brutal, gruesome Charles Manson murders cases. And they played the helter-skelter in, in court. Now, uh, Pete Booty Judge. Oh, first of all, uh, uh, speaking of transportation, I want to mention a thing about gasoline. I didn't mention it on the show yesterday, but I mentioned it. I think we were talking with Shannon Burke, and I might have said something. The forecast for this weekend for our local listeners is going to be in the teens. The high tomorrow is going to be 30. So the high is below freezing, uh, theoretically. Anyway, uh, just to warn you, this happened to me. It was, uh, it was either yesterday. It must have been Wednesday. Stopped at a gas station. Uh, in fact, I left here. When I left here Wednesday night, I stopped at, a ga- at the gas station down the road. So it was nighttime, even colder than the daytime. So it was, it was cold. So I stopped at the gas station, and I take the pump, and I put it into my car. And by the way, the gas was $4.60 for the high test. Four sixty. Yeah, the economy's doing great, really coming back. Anyway, four six. Okay, so when I do it, I, I I hold on to the handle. Okay, I didn't click the automatic uh, lever thing where you click it and leave it alone. I, I I hold on to the handle, and when it's filled up, I release the handle and start to pull it out of the car. But the handle froze to the top of the pump handle, 
So it kept pumping. You see, you see what I mean? I mean, I was squeezing it, and it, it froze to the top of the handle. So when I pulled it out of the car, it was still pumping gas. So it was flying gas all over the place. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this, this is going to go up in flames. And so I, so I, I, I and struggled like hell to pick it apart with my other hand to try to unpry the damn gas uh, lever thing that I was squeezing. I couldn't believe it. So a word to the wise, be, be very careful. In fact, made the best thing, don't squeeze it all the way. Just go slow. Pump it slowly so it doesn't that's touch the top. Said. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to rush the job, you know. <laughs> you want to kill the job early. <laughs> Take a break later. Jeez, don't stop me now. Well, but, but I'm seriously, d- d- be careful when you're pumping gas. If, and when it's cold like that, it's stuck. I couldn't believe it. Gas flying everywhere. The- can the pump please stop asking us 14 questions yeah, I know. that when you stand there at the pump? Because you're literally just freezing while you're standing yeah. there. It's, it's like, do you Would have you a like car? Would you like to join our uh, gas in the program? Yeah, yeah, Savings please. card. Do you want to do this? Yeah. Do you want to do that? Just give me the gas. Yeah, and, and then they start playing the, mo- the news and the commercials and stuff, and I'm j- I just the whole thing is annoying. Anyway, so be careful if you're pumping cold gas because, uh, honestly, I'm not making that up. It was a true story. I thought it was going to be. Oh, oh, and I was speaking of uh, transportation stuff for a minute. We got the... Uh, the latest story on uh, Alec Baldwin and stuff, too. I got that for you here on my uh, iPad thing. Uh, but first of all, uh, the, now the other day, Pete reminded the people, uh, we were talking a couple of days ago about uh, the country's going woke and it's going crazy. And I had thought recently we've heard one story after another of businesses who are giving up their DEI departments, diversity, equity, and inclusion, that whole woke business. And we've heard recently we've heard uh, companies and uh, organizations are kind of giving up that or kind of trying to scale it back or not concentrate on it or something. Uh, you mentioned, the, remember the case you mentioned of United Airlines, Pete? Do you remember off the top of your head? What you the said, what the United Airlines, uh, the, the uh, United Airlines, they have a new diversity, equity, and inclusion program, oh. and all nine of them are black. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, and guess what? Yeah. The, the, suppose, I saw this yesterday, I can't believe it's true. That the CEO of yeah, United Airlines is a drag saying. queen. He's a drag queen. There's video of him in a in, dressing like a girl. It's demonic. I mean, I couldn't believe it. <sighs> I, I mean, but, <laughs> who would fly United? I, know. I mean, I, I'm not getting on one. Well, and the comments from people are saying exactly that. Would you? I mean, they're more. Con- well, in fact, it's not just United. I have a uh, a couple of days before that. I remember telling the story I, I, somewhere on social media, and it was uh, a, a comment from a flight attendant. And her comment, she was talking about the new term for rude passengers who were men. A rude passenger was a girl. They called him a Karen. Watch out for Karen in row four, stuff like that. Now there's a, uh, there's a, a description for a rude male. And the description for a rude male is for a Philip passenger I'd love to punch. PLP, Philip. <laughs> and so I, I mentioned on the air. Now, as it turns out, for several years now, I have had a source at Southwest Airlines, and I'm calling him or her Deep Sky. And at Southwest Airlines, I got the message from Deep Sky, and it says, Hey, Kimmer, love the section on flight attendants. Although I'm not familiar with the term Philip, I guarantee you we'll use it now because <laughs> this person is still flying or working. Uh, another thing this person says for the stews, another thing they hate is to be poked or touched while we're walking down the aisle to get our attention. Hate it. So don't touch your flight attendant if they come down now. Now, the same person has told me before, I'm going to go back like a couple of years, um, Southwest Airlines, 
here we go. Woke Airline, Woke Airline. This used to be a great airline, a wonderful place to work. We're now the Woke Airline. The whole workforce is supposed to bow to a knee to this totalitarian fascist regime when a small percentage of the population cares about gender ideology. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Deep Sky says uh, Southwest Airlines in the news pilots received an email with a headline what diversity, equity and inclusion means to flight operations and this person here uh, she says and what the hell they announced that DEI is now the guiding idea at Southwest Airlines the guiding idea shouldn't safety be the guiding idea anyway on and on and on it's been going on for years with this person I mean this is what's happening in the airline industry and then we have that door plug pop off i guess it was uh, that was put on by a blind midget uh so then uh, that's the excuse i guess i mean dear god anyway oh incidentally one more thing before i forget the babylon b even saw this coming and they've got the changes made when you have an all-female flight crew remember the one they had a big the big yacht i guess it was united or somebody had all-female flight team the whole crew was all pilots and everybody was all chicks well here's what happened if you're boarding a plane with all the all-female flight crew you might notice the thing for example if there's a problem with the plane you should already know what it is and they're not going to tell you Number two, if the plane crashes, it'll be avoided by the co-pilot slamming her hands on the dash and screaming. It works every time. Uh, Number three, the pilot will call her dad to say, what's this check engine light thing? Uh, Number four, no more parallel parking. Well, that's the good news. Number five, potty breaks and snacks will begin 10 minutes after takeoff, a change we can all get behind. Oh, this is my favorite. The cabin... With an all-female flight crew, the cabin will be kept at a pleasant 108 degrees. And the crew will never hesitate to stop for directions. No silly masculine pride will keep them from landing in Des Moines and asking how to get to Chicago. And last one, air traffic controllers may get the silent treatment <laughs> with an all-female <laughs> flight crew. Anyway, 4.30, Carapine Flounder, coming up. Would you let your 10-year-old son swim with sharks? <laughs> I mean, literally swim. Here you go, son. Are they Okay, jump in. Ah. Oh my God! And how can you shame a woman who's trying to take care of her uh, of her baby born prematurely? And you work for a baby company and say, uh, "Get back to work, or you're fired." Okie dokie. Five thirty. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder coming up. Look out. True. One for the money. <laughs> Two for the show. There you go. Three to get ready. Now go, cat, go, but don't you. Yeah, don't do what? Step on my blue suede Yeah, what a, I remember this from him and then the other star who took it to uh, new levels. This is Carl Perkins right here. We go. You can knock me down, step in my face, slander my name all over the place, and do anything that you want to do. But uh-uh, honey, lay up in my shoes. Carl Perkins, American singer-songwriter, died on this day in 1998 at age 65 from throat cancer. Carl Perkins wrote the classic rock and roll song Blue Suede Shoes, first record on the Sun label to sell a million copies. His songs were then recorded by Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, Johnny Cash. Paul McCartney claimed that if there were no Carl Perkins, there would be no Beatles. Wow. I had not heard that before. That's pretty strong right there. 
Our birthday list includes uh, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. How are you doing? 436. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 1063-404-741-1230. Our birthday list includes Drea Mateo. I just, I, I, there was a marathon of the Sopranos on over the last weekend, and I, I recorded like 30 of them, so I've been doing that. And, uh, in fact, we're going to talk about Drea Mateo coming up here with a new mob look for ladies. Have you heard about this? The new mob look for ladies. And again, I'm, show- I'm going to be showing my feminine side here. We've got a Tay-Tay update with Taylor and a mob look update fashion style. So the camera's got a lot going for you shortly. Uh, first of all, Dre Mateo, 52 years old today. Maya, or Maya, Maya on Amazon's Paradise City. Never heard of it. Also, Adriana, of course, on The Sopranos. She was Wendy on Sons of Anarchy. And Detective Tess Nazario on J-Lo's Shades of Blue. Dre Mateo, 52 years old today. Christopher, Christopher. <laughs> Sorry. And on this day in history, let's see. Oh, uh, 1861, Georgia seceded from the Union. That was a ball game. We're all over. Uh, a couple of quick updates. Uh, by the way, I've not seen anything on the news watching Fox here uh, about Nikki Haley cheating on her husband, the Daily Mail story. Uh, and by the way, I was looking, I got a couple of quick updates here on one of the Nikki Haley. The Daily Mail came out with a story today, and so now they've been, they've been banned from uh, covering Nikki Haley. They've taken away their press credentials for the Nikki Haley campaign, which isn't going to last much longer, well, obviously. Well, they, they were calling her Frisky Nikki, and she banned them, so now they're calling her Nasty Nikki. Nasty Nikki. <laughs> Sticky Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was apparently they, they had affidavits from a couple of guys that say they cheated on uh, that she cheated on her husband with them. She has always claimed she'd been 100 percent faithful to a father of her two kids, a husband of 28 years. Now, uh, I just just did, this was a little confusing, but I want to I think I got this straight. The information I have in this story from the Daily Mail is that they were signing affidavits in uh, the year 2010, but the affairs they were talking about happened in in, uh, like 2007, 2007 and 2008, and in that period of time. And the story I I have here says that uh, she, 120 years, uh, Michael Haley was deployed in Afghanistan with the National Guard in 2012. So, uh, to me, it makes a huge difference if she was cheating on her husband. That's one thing, you know. Uh, but if she was cheating on her husband while he was over in war, <laughs> you know, in combat, that's, that's the ball game. And I don't think that's true here. I think these were cases where now maybe she was cheating. Maybe nobody else came forward and she was cheating on him forever in her marriage. I don't know. But the two cases we know about that they're at least are public with uh, happened in uh, 2007, 2008 from people she knew. And one of them said that it happened in her SUV quite a bit, her Cadillac SUV. That he put the seat back so she could climb on top of me, unquote. And she was draped all over guys drinking in uh, bars and stuff. And, I mean, you know. Anyway, so that's, uh, but I haven't seen a word from Fox, and I don't know. I haven't seen any word anywhere else on that or even on uh, the Fox websites, news websites. So we don't know whether that's going to be swept under the rug or whether anybody cares. And maybe nobody cares, and they don't do salacious things. Uh, speaking of salacious, the murderer, Alec Baldwin, is now facing a new indictment. Uh, prosecutors have charged Alec Baldwin with, with involuntary manslaughter. He was indicted by a grand jury in the fatal shooting, uh, which was deliberate and uh, tried to torture her first, of a cinematographer named Halma Hutchins, or Halna, Halna, Halney, on the set of the movie Rust uh, in 2021. Uh, she was shot during the rehearsal of a scene after Alec Baldwin pointed a gun at her and pulled the trigger 15 times, said, Die, bitch, die, bitch. 
Uh, he was no. charged. <laughs> no, that's not true. Is that, I thought that was, not, that's not, not, not happened. That's not true. Oh, golly, no. I, you know, I, I'm just so used to people saying whatever they want on the news. You know, if they're lying about politics and stuff, we, we can, I'll be able to lie about slime bag uh, leftists who are trying to destroy America. So I, I just thought that was okay then. Maybe you're not. Anyway, so he allegedly uh, uh, said, I uh, hope you die, you lost your little skank. Uh, no. We can't even say that, probably. <laughs> no. Let him sue me. Let have Alec Baldwin call me to sue me, and I'll, I'll no. apologize. No, you don't want anybody. What a slime bag. Well, he got away with it for a long time. And what kills me is he says, oh, I never pulled the trigger. I was just holding the gun and it went off by itself. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. In fact, they tried to make it go off by itself. I mean, it's, this is worse than uh, up in the freaking uh, book suppository, or sorry, uh, with a JFK thing. <laughs> book suppository? Book depository. I know. Uh, anyway, I mean, it went off by itself. Give me a break. They couldn't try to. They tried and tried and tried to make it go off by itself, and it couldn't. Also, how the hell did the live ammo get in there? Wasn't even supposed to be on the set. Who's got live ammo? Because they were playing gunfire. They were taking out guns and shooting into the bushes and stuff uh, when, when they had break time, just, you know, you know, shooting guns, playing with guns, apparently. And somebody, now, I don't know, I wonder whether this was deliberate. And they were no. try, uh, trying to catch Alec Baldwin trying to shoot somebody. I don't know. No. Man, I, I, I don't know. How do I know? I, how do you know? The guy's a slime bag. Anyway, that's one of our updated uh, stories here today, too. Uh, 442 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, and, what's that? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. It's just like, uh, those are the wildest. I know, I know. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's just not coming. <laughs> oh, God. Here we are. What better time for a comedy bit than <laughs> Four, now? 442 with, with Pete and Flounder. Flounder's got a little Flounder's this, funny. Uh, this is uh, your favorite, Dustin Nickerson. I love Dustin Nickerson. Oh, bad. There are moments, though. There are absolute moments. There, right. my, you know. Let me start that over. Okay. Let's see here. Here we go. Tight board, tight board. That's all right. No, no. Yeah, Take your time. Board. It's good. It's Friday. We're, we're, we're having fun. It's not all bad. There are moments, though. There are absolute moments. There, my, you know, I love, my, I love going to my kids' games. The only thing more satisfying than watching your kids at sports are watching the kids that are there against their will. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not had the chance to watch a child be forced into youth sports participation, what a gift. <laughs> I love it so much. There's a kid on my son's basketball team named TJ. TJ does not sit on the bench. TJ lays on the bench. <laughs> Whatever they call his number, it's a big dramatic scene. He flops into the ground, rolls at center court, flips off his parents. I love TJ. <laughs> I can't get enough of this kid. Every time they put him in the game, I'm like, yeah! TJ! 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 I have a foam finger. It's just the middle finger. I love TJ. Because <laughs> he's a wild card. I don't know what he's going to do. I have seen a million kids make or miss a basket. I have seen one kid bite a ref. <laughs> they tried to have the viral YouTube moment where you know the kid who's not very good gets his first basket of the season alright and this is the moment that I realized we were actually all pawns in TJ's game because <laughs> they put him in and everybody knows what's happening the game on the other side of the court stops everybody gets their phones out they put him in everybody's cheering the defense clears they throw him the ball looks like it's out of a Disney movie he catches it five four three this psychopath <laughs> does not shoot the basketball he licks the basketball <laughs> And then he kicks it into the stands. <laughs> this is the best moment of my life. Because then he turns and looks at us like that scene from Gladiator. Like, are you not entertained? <laughs> is this not why you're here? It's like, this is why I'm here, TJ. My kid's not even playing today, so... <laughs> 
Uh, funny guy. Nickerson, that is his last name? Dustin Nickerson. Oh, man, very funny. I love it when he talks about his wife and his family, and it's just he's a very amusing guy. Uh, four, it's quarter of five already. I can't believe it. 404. Uh, 741-1230, 741-1230. And speaking of kids, coming up, would you let your 10-year-old son swim with sharks in a <laughs> shark tank? Well, yeah, yeah we'll find out. Uh, talk about that coming. A quarter five with a Kimber Feet like and him. Flounder. <laughs> well, he's not your favorite, you know. <laughs> Oh my God, I adore it. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer, but my girlfriend. Da 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 da. 4.50, 10 before 5. The Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. That was uh, 1993. Fleetwood Mac reformed just to perform at Bill Clinton's inauguration, 93. The band's track from Don't Stop from their album Rumors was the official song of his uh, having affairs with women uh, behind his wife's back. Uh, Don't Stop. Oh, no, no, I, I'm sorry. It was a campaign. Campaign. I got, I'm so, so confused. <laughs> uh, and again, about quarter after six this evening, my little Christine's going to be singing Call Me Baby in my car driving home today. I'm very excited about that. Keeps me up. Uh, let's see our birthday is list. That what, is, is that what? what I got to look forward to? <laughs> when you get to be my age, you mean? <laughs> yup. That's it, baby. <laughs> That's okay. It. Yeah, That's she's suddenly. Gonna, I swear to God, I, 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 I get in the car and I'm going to take the heat because it's going to be colder than so, crap. By the way, that parking garage, holy smokes. That, that, it's got to be 30 degrees colder than the, the outside Arctic. in that place. I mean, I'm yeah. serious. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and by the, the way, Arctic. have you had a truck that they have a new uh, a, a code thing to get your car in when yeah. you wait, yeah, it, it, it takes 15 minutes to get the damn thing to work. It says wave your card. So, um, it's unbelievable. God, I, I, I must have been like 40 seconds waving it on all the, takes the three me, things. It takes me the same amount of time as it did with the old one. <sighs> two, two seconds. Yeah. Well, well, you watch saying. me. Tell you, I swear, I'll give you 50 bucks. You'll come out and watch me and see what happens when I try to use that stinking card. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I'm just saying. If I have to look forward to just getting my car and her calling me baby, <laughs> that's I'm it, baby. Checking, I'm checking into this AI model. I, I'm thing telling you, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm going to start having a little hop in my step about halfway to the par- parking garage tonight, and I'm going to hit the car and go turn that heater on, and I'm and going to put on uh, on the on the third of my five of uh, Fleetwood Mac songs where she calls me baby, and I'm going to be listening to that to start, and then I'm going to play the other th- uh, other four uh, by the time I get to like halfway home. And I'm going to feel good about myself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, in fact, I've got a birthday coming up that's going to remind me of this very topic uh, shortly from uh, something to, to show you why you, you may uh, get to this nostalgic uh, um, um, state like the Kimmer. <laughs> anyway, did I give the birthday yet? No, I didn't. Frank Caliendo. God, I'm so, I, mean, I don't know what's going on. 452 with me today. Frank Caliendo, the uh, comedian and impressionist. Is 50 years old. Frank Caliendo he was Mad TV guy, did the NFL predictions on Fox NFL Sunday for a while. 
and uh, Frank is fifth. I've, I've heard his stuff. He's, he's can be amusing. Um, he's very funny. Yeah, he's got, he's a funny guy. And um, in fact, if you want to play some flounder later, I would see whether Frank Caliendo. Uh, he he had good impressions. He, you, he sounded. He did, I, I forgot what was he was it John Madden? He used to do. I think it was Madden. He used oh to yeah, do famous. Flounder. I have a funny Frank Caliendo story actually. Well, why don't you tell it now? Because this is so radio. When I first started about. in radio, and we worked at Cumulus, and uh, I worked mornings, and I was on the Bailey and Southside show, and uh, he came on all the morning shows. So he was on with Kicks and Q100, and then Rock 100.5, and uh, then he went to News Radio, and I had to take him down the elevator to take him to leave to his car. And when I got into the car, when we got into the elevator. Steve McCoy was in there, and he had just gotten fired. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Yow. And he, he had known Frank, and Frank was like, hey, how you doing? And no. he was like, uh, not that good. I literally just got fired. Oh. <laughs> I was sitting in there like, uh. Yeah, I, oh, remember wow. the, I remember that day. I remember the reason. Yeah, because he plagiarized yeah. a Trump interview. He faked the whole thing, yeah. with, I'm, I'm, yeah, which was silly. Well, no, it wasn't alleged. I mean, we got caught, and it was stupid. It, it, I, he wasn't trying to be mean-spirited. or, or, or He just, you know, got caught up in the thing of, oh, here's a great interview. I'll, we'll, we'll do it as though it's live now or something. And just, you know, I don't think he had intentions of trying to, ah, I don't care what does make any difference. Five flies up. Uh, four fifty-four. That's all I know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, if you got so I don't even. We got so many places. So suddenly, that funny story about Frank Caliendo <laughs> took a sour <laughs> a turn. Well, when you said cumulus, I think you know that that was, that yeah. was a, the head of the corporation. Actually, for political reasons, had me taken no, off the air, threatened to kill me because her can't. This is the head of the freaking corporation over there. Uh, I, I, I went to con- the congresswoman uh, that the, the one stupid one who had to change districts because she's, uh, you know, she she was living in Tennessee when she ran for Congress and won in Georgia. And, well, I can't remember her stupid name now. Anyway, she had to change districts because uh, she was going to lose this time. Uh, and she didn't like what I said once on the radio about her. So she called the head of the freaking corporation who then called my boss and said either fire him or, or do what we want him to do or he's fired. And they suspended me. And I was unbelievable. It took away my pay. It was unbelievable for political reasons from a talk show host. Mm-hmm. That's what that company stood for. Slimy freaking lion scumbags. Right. Honest to God. I, 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 yeah. what, what else we got on the new paper? Uh, sorry. There about, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that's it. No more Frank Caliendo stories can be told. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Ignore it? <laughs> I'm a man, damn it. <laughs> well, I'm not really a man anymore. I, I used to be a man. I'm not to, really a man. You have to say you're a man. <laughs> I pretend I'm really a man. man. I'm not really a man. <laughs> Why do you think I go home with the Christine calling me baby so I can pretend she's got her arm around me in the car, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, 4.55, God help me. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. It's all I ever wanted. Sorry. Um, no, no, I know, I know. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets. Uh, it's, uh, this is amazing. This is a true story. A 10-year-old boy from Maryland was with his parents at Paradise Island in the Bahamas, the resort. And they have a, a shark tank, a shark tank exhibition. And you can go swimming with the sharks. And the 10-year-old boy jumped in there and went swimming with the sharks and got half-eaten. They ate his leg. Uh, He was taking part of the Shark Tank exhibition at Paradise Island. He's in stable condition. And they didn't say what kind of shark it was. In fact, I just tried to picture, I found a picture of me when I was holding up that great big shark I took when I was down in uh, 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 Acapulco, no, in Acapulco, in uh, 
Uh, worst one used to go snorkeling Cabo. all the time. It doesn't matter. Cabo. 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 And a picture of me holding that great big shark <laughs> out of the water, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Anyway, what a you know, time. Uh, so the 10-year-old boy, I mean, what kind of par- what kind of parenting is that? How do you explain that? Here, kid. Oh, I'm afraid of sharks, Daddy. Get in the car. <laughs> Be a man. It's not exactly like taking the training wheels off their bicycle, you know. I mean, this hey, is look, kind of a bigger step when you throw them into a shark tank. I mean, I, I've swam with dolphins, and I've swam with eels, moray eels and stuff, but I'm not getting in the water no. with a damn shark. No. I'm sorry. I, I, I snorkeled near a shark once, unintentionally. It was off a of oh, Key I West. Had one rub up, I had one rub up against my leg while I was surfing. It's, a, it's like, that's close enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was near one snorkeling uh, off a of Key West. But nothing, it wasn't a danger or anything, but, uh, and all kinds of, that was really fun. Anyway, cool. Uh, 457, 457. So our kid's going to be all right, but good grief. Idiots. Uh, and oh, uh, one, a quick thing on wokeness here. There's a medical center, Milford, Massachusetts, and their chief medical officer has released a video which they have now taken out. And it says, everybody at our hospital should expect a safe, caring, and inclusive environment in all spaces. Our patient and visitor code of conduct helps us meet this goal. Words or actions that are disrespectful, racist, discriminatory, hostile, or harassing are not welcome and will, be, will not be tolerated. And they are going to deny you care if you come into their hospital and say some of those bad words. And he says, he says, uh, examples of unacceptable conduct, offensive comments about race, ethnicity, accent, religion, gender, sexual orientation, or other personal traits, refusal to see a staff member based on any of those particular traits, uh, aggressive or intimidating behavior, uh, uh, vulgar words, and we will not treat you. Hmm. We will tell you to go somewhere else. This is a hospital, a regional medical center. Milford, Massachusetts. He said these uh, violations of this code will lead patients to be asked to make other plans for their health (laughs) care. Massachusetts. These are the same people who had a law they're trying to change now, saying they have you get a right to shelter law. And that's why they tried to change it when 82 Venezuelans showed up at Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and they were so overwhelmed with these unwelcome illegal immigrants that they sent them off to the army base. These these freaking phonies, you know. Give me your tired, your poor. Yeah, they they have an open uh, anywhere you can want. You if you need a place to live, we will give you a demand. You a place a place to live, we'll give you one. And now they're trying to change it all because well, it actually had to do it. But, <laughs> well, how much abuse should a nurse or a doctor put up with before they say screw you? Well, we're not. Yeah, I mean that's true. But still, I mean <laughs> when you say either be nice or, I mean just the whole. Well, whoever thought this would ever even happen? Come on. I know. Oh, my God. It's 5 o'clock already. The Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Holy crap, sports is coming up. Thank goodness, too. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. 
Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right of blood. Ready on your dog, target. Road guards out. Get it together, girls. Look out. It's only me. It's only the kipper. How's it going with Pete Davis and Flounder? And it's Friday, and here's our number. Let it rip, 404-741-1230, uh, We'll give you an update on what stuff is going on in the news, breaking news stuff, including whether Nikki Haley is a tramp or not and whether it makes any difference. And also, speaking of tramps, our little uh, soulful uh, sister of sodomy, uh, local Fulton County prosecutor, has now got to answer for her crimes. Uh, I can't, And again, I can't believe that she's going to actually go through as the prosecutor in the trial against Donald Trump. There's no way that she's going to stay in the job, I don't think. Of course she is. Well, because she Please. wants to be mayor. She wants to be mayor of Atlanta. Uh, but, you know, and, and she's, like she said, black chicks don't have to be held to a different higher standard. You know, they have the right no. to be slutty and, crim- and uh, you know, uh, crime dogged, you know. It's reconstruction exactly. all over again. So it's, kind of, it's kind of like reparations. It's their turn at the trough, you know. I mean, uh, you know, they got a Democrat president, so they can, you know. Take advantage of it as they should. Uh, 505 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Uh, also, coming up, your president's stupid, uh, act stupid again. And uh, somebody on, on uh, was a TikTok or some social media, uh, Flounder found this. Uh, some guy put together a, a, a Tucker Carlson rap song using his comments and turning it into a rap song, which is uh, fairly amusing. You're going to hear it here in just a minute. Uh, and also, uh, <laughs> a lady from Australia who was on TikTok describing, actually asking a question of how various people will uh, pick various kinds of vegetables. For example, if you want, if you're picking out a tomato, I like really firm, hard tomato. I like them, they're not even ripe yet. If I'm putting a tomato on a sandwich or even in a salad, I don't want it all sloppy and juicy where it's all, you know, it's all the seeds are flying, all juice and water stuff. I want it hard and firm, baby. If I'm meeting a child, a young boy, or a girl (laughs) for that matter, but particularly a young boy, I tell the kid, first of all, give it a good, firm grip. Don't just hold your hand out there. Give it a good, firm shape. Give it a good, firm grip. A anal, I get a little anal about this. I love to teach young kids, young boys. By handshaking. It was handshaking. Grip the handshaking shaker. <laughs> it's a good thing you can't see Pete Davis right now. Moon River. <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? I, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, 
God. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, vegetables. Oh, vegetables. and so you'll hear from this lady in Australia uh, who then started getting mocked because of what she said. And you'll hear the conversation. It's kind of amusing. I think you might get a kick out of it. And all this stuff going on. The latest on Tay-Tay and some various things. Uh, for the record, a quick update or two. Nikki Haley has now banned the Daily Mail from any <laughs> for the rest of their career as running for president for all future campaign events after the Daily Mail came out with a story about her cheating on her husband. And for the record, if the, if the facts here are true, including uh, and, uh, concerning the dates, her husband, it says in the story I have here, was in Afghanistan in uh, 2012. And she apparently, there were two guys who signed affidavits that they were having affair, uh, sexual affairs with her, uh, drinking and just having sex. There's one of the guys say they were, did it a lot in her SUV, her Cadillac SUV, to put the seat back so he could, she could climb on top of me, unquote. <laughs> anyway, so these two guys were talking about a, a, affairs they had with her in 2007 and 2008. So uh, I don't think there's any evidence that she was cheating on her husband while he was overseas fighting a war. So uh, that which makes a difference to me, uh, uh, you know, on the other hand, does it make a difference to you? The fact that she may have cheated on her husband and clearly, according to these guys, signed an official affidavit that she did. Well, so. that don't make it true, though. No, I, well, I mean, they could be all told. Lie. Well, I, I, it, it, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Lucy Van Pelt. I have a signed document that I will yeah, not rip yeah, this football right. out from under you yeah. this time. Well, again, you're, you're right. We have to take it with a grain of salt. If you can't believe the girls, girls anymore, then maybe you can't believe the guys either. Uh, like the girl with, on Donald Trump has already been fined $5 million, and they're going to find him another oh. $10 million for girl he said, she said, and they admit he never even raped her. Now, wait a minute. Now, you're, this, this girl you're talking about here? Yeah. yeah. I actually have something since you brought it up. I want to uh, right, mention sir. it right now. I have some tweets that she said in the past. She she's accusing him of rape, right? Right. She accused him of rape in a in a in a a, tra- a, a, a dressing room at the Bergdorf Goodman or someplace like that. And then the uh, jury said, "Well, no, well, they found he was innocent of rape, but they found that he has sexually assaulted her based on her word." Donald Trump says, "I don't even know her." I don't know who this woman is, and yet they still believed her and find him. Uh, the judge find him five million dollars, and they right. want to find him at ten million more. Yeah. All right. Here's what she. Her name is E. Jean Carroll. This is what she has yeah. t- tweeted Jean. in the past. Yeah. It's not the most beautiful woman. No, no. It's the woman who makes the least mistakes who seduces the most men. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as a slut, only sexual geniuses. Mm-hmm. How do you know your unwanted sexual advance is unwanted until you advance it? Uh, uh, what yeah. can be done about that's, the penis? My God, that's the whole thing right there. <laughs> that's it right there. Oh, it's not through. Would men have invented chastity belts and veils if women weren't just unbelievably hot? Honey, you were born to seduce. And here's one sex tip I learned from my dog. When in the heat, chase the male until he collapses with exhaustion, then jump him. Well, I don't know about you, but my nipples are hard as a rock right now. I could, I could hang art right now, baby. <laughs> Cut diamond. Cut glass. By the way, your hat's hovering above. <laughs> five, five, almost five ten. <laughs> my what? In my my well, hat is well, you stood up, your hat was hanging in your lap. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so she apparently <laughs> she was... <laughs> 
What the hell? I don't know. Give me a break. I'm We're almost walking, It's almost over. That <laughs> poor flounder. He's trying to hold it together in there. <laughs> but oh, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Uh, and the Nikki Haley, I, I think she probably cheated on him, and I and I feel bad about it. And again, you know, but it's, uh, they did a thing. And speaking of cheaters, we'll talk about the prosecutor. Are, can we say anything about uh, anything about next Thursday? Well, we can tease it. I can, well, can do, Pete, do, do you, have you even heard this yet, Pete? Do you know about anything about uh, next I Thursday? Think I, know what you're, I think I know what you're talking about. At 4 o'clock next Thursday? We'll have a big-time guest chat with the Kimmer. And can we say more? Uh, the, yeah, give I the mean, name? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Neil Neil Boards is going to join us next Thursday at four uh, four o'clock. Outstanding! And it's we're going to do like a weekly thing. We chat uh, with we're Neil. Getting, we're getting that set up because or whenever. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, him being yeah, retired. Don't press your luck. Yeah. Well, no, because him being no, retired. No, he he's on the road all exactly. Yeah. So. Well, here's the thing. Now, 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 as you may know, in the morning, uh, the beautiful morning bastards. They have every Tuesday morning at seven twenty-three or twenty-eight. It's not around in there. Seven twenty-five or six. Neil Boards calls in from wherever he is, and they chat for. 10 minutes or so, and it's really cool. It's very interesting, and I never miss it. Then they replay it Wednesday morning at 6.30. They replay the tape of that interview, for the record, in case you missed it. And what we're going to do is give Neil, obviously, the flexibility. And again, he wanted to do that. I mean, this yep. is, we're, we're thrilled about I it. I think closer to election time, he's going to want to talk a lot more. Yeah. Uh, so again, he said uh, he, he would love to join us on the show, and we said, and I said, anytime you want. I mean, I, I when they asked me, I said, yeah. Anytime you just call in and we'll take them. I mean, yep. we'll, uh, whatever, any day, any time, whatever. So that we got that going for us. And we'll start next Thursday at uh, 4 o'clock. And whether it happens every other Thursday, whenever we, we get going. Uh, God, 511. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I'm excited about that. I didn't yeah. explain that very well, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's do, well, let's do this, Founder 4, because I've, I've already forgotten. Somebody put together a Tucker Carlson rap just based on his comments and commentary and put it together in a little thing. And uh, here it is, Founder Fathers Force. Kick the fathers out of the house, send the mothers back to work. Let the school system parent your children right from the birth. Make them ill, feed them pills, confuse them about what's real. Tell them facts don't really matter. It's all about how you feel. Science and math the races. History that's erasing. Indoctrinate a whole generation. You can't escape it. It's bigger than American politics. You're an accomplice. White people racist and bigots and you're a colonist. If you want freedom, well, encourage to do the opposite. Toxic masculinity if a man is too confident. What is the woman? Well, I am not a biologist. <laughs> Common sense is really not common when you're a communist. Parents that care about their kids is calling terror. Is cold and be a feminist and an environmentalist. If you love the country, that makes you a white supremacist. Don't even try defending it. What you say is irrelevant. Put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world's going mad, bro. Two plus two equals five. You're a racist if you don't think that adds up. Go and put your hands up, everybody stand up. The whole world's going mad, bro. Two plus two equals five. You're a racist if you don't think that adds up. Don't have children. If you do, then abort them. If your neighbors don't comply with the government, just report them. If you have independent thoughts, just ignore them. Communism's the way democracy is to poor. And bring your kids to a drag show. Give them a couple dollars to put right up in that. Don't worry about the Epstein flight logs. The case is closed, so don't even go and ask, bro. Trust the WHO and CDC. None of our politicians work for the CCP. White kids are born racist. Yikes. If you disagree, that makes you a damn racist. Study CRT. In today's lesson, make and get pregnant. Put your hands down. No more questions. Don't say pedophile. Call them ALA. Adults that like adolescents. Put your hands up. Everybody stand up. The whole world's going mad, bro. Two plus two equals five. You are racist if you don't think that adds up. Go and put your hands up. Everybody stand up. The whole world's Tucker Carlson. Do we know who did that? Put it together? It almost sounds like AI. Uh, the only thing, it's a little too fast. 
to, to catch all the words just slightly, but it's really like clever a rap, as like, hell. A, like, like a rap song. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but very clever. And it's kind of the repeating lines and stuff. But very, very well done. Really very, very clever. I wish I could give him credit for it. <laughs> what? Nobody can break down a rap song like you. Well, you know, well, you know, you got to have the skill after all these years of you know professionalism. Uh, Five fourteen, Pete next with Holy Crap at Sports. Give her Pete and Flounder. Look out! <laughs> Uh, look out! Coming up, the latest on the cold-blooded murderer Alec Baldwin. Also, <laughs> the Fanny Floozy from Fulton. And a whole bunch of good stuff, including uh, the Mad Cow. Maybe we can get talk to her, too. But first, this is great. It's time for Holy Crap, It's Sports with Pete Davis. The NCAA has been investigating Florida's football program since last summer. According to Action Network's Brett McMurphy, go Gators. That's mm-hmm. the last thing they need with everything going yeah. on. Wow. Uh, I mean, they're about to fire their coach again, and if he has a bad season, and now they need the NCAA. That's, that's oh, great. Mercy. Uh, let's take a moment to say goodbye to an old friend. All right, sir. Goodbye, Flounder. Sports. Good. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. what, what, what? <laughs> I thought, Have you heard something? It's the only friend I got in here. <laughs> you guys, and that's it. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, everybody. That's my oldest friends. friends. <laughs> You're my uh, oldest friends. <laughs> let's nobody take a moment lo- to say. Nobody likes me anymore. <laughs> goodbye to Sports Illustrated, yeah. firing their entire staff. God, oh the magazine we all grew up reading like a sports Bible is going the yeah. way of the dodo. The Pope Hill Pocket Fisherman and hopes the Falcons will make the right coaching decision. Go woke, go broke. They put a transgender on their cover for the swimsuit edition, so yeah. you get what you deserve. And I, remember, I feel bad for the people fired. Yeah. Well, uh, for the, for a couple of years while we were doing the podcast, I would I I've subscribed to Sports Illustrated for fifty years, and I would bring it in, and you read it, and everybody read. It, and then they changed about a year ago. They had a whole new format, and they went yeah, not only went woke, but they started doing whatever they felt like it, or like ten or issues a year, or something, or whatever it was. And I, it, the whole thing just stunk. And the wokeness and all of, and the stuff they were covering was just not. I mean, it was it was awful, and they're and, and so I. In fact, just like two weeks ago, they sent me a thing uh, to renew, and I said no, I, I cancel nope. it. And I, first time, and honestly, like fifty years that I'm not getting Sports Illustrated anymore. I, I feel bad for the people getting fired. I mean, what? A, and it's their own damn fault. The stupid magazine idiots learn a lesson or something. Anyway, sorry. They're going to really grit me on Monday, boy, for interrupting your sportscast again with the beautiful morning bastards on the AM show. Sorry. (laughs) And and yet you continue to. (laughs) Even though you're looking at me. (laughs) Hey, hey, no delay today. We're doing better today. We're doing great. Everything's fine. (laughs) The exodus out of Alabama continues. Bama freshman Julian Sayan, the top-ranked quarterback in the class of 2024, is entering the NCAA transfer, they're reporting. Mm. And his parents really blew it. They should have named him Justin Saiyan, so he'd be just saying. Just, just saying, yes. Just like saying. You, you know. There's speculation that Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, who's 65 years old, may retire after this playoff run, win or lose the Super Bowl. Really? He says, no, that's not really true, but you never know. He would make a great TV analyst. They would have to widen the broadcast booths to get three men in there. <laughs> but I'm telling you, he would make a really good one in there. I yeah. think he would. Yeah. It's beginning to look like a done deal of the Falcons hiring Bill Belligerent. Nothing official yet, but Fox Sports reports they're interviewing him again today. Meanwhile, before the Patriots hired Gerard Mayo to replace Bill, the Onion 
put out a story about the Pats' job search. I'll read you some of the highlights here. I just want to be rich. <laughs> Patriots owner Bob Kraft assured fans the team was already searching through insane asylums for a possible Bill Belichick replacement. <laughs> I want everyone to know that we're tirelessly visiting madhouses and sanatoriums looking for someone to lend us forward next season. Uh, discussing that one promising candidate at the Waltham Institute for the Criminally Insane was seen drawing circles and squares while holding a pencil in his toes. <laughs> Thank you. Kraft says, I'll admit it's going to be tough to find a coach with just the right combination of psychosis and malice, <laughs> which describes him perfectly, by the way. But I'm sure he's out there somewhere, most likely in the dark corner of an isolated cell block filled with lunatics and violently unhinged killers. Oh, mercy. <laughs> but psychosis and malice, and that malice, describes him. It. Yes. Perfectly. Right. <laughs> Remember a few days ago when uh, Gerard Mayo went out of his way to include race in his news conference yeah, talking just, about, you know, yeah. he, he noticed his color because you can't notice racism yeah. if you don't notice color. Yeah. Uh, he's the first black coach of the Pats. Well, Todd Bowles is the head coach of the Buccaneers. He's also black. A reporter tried to bait him into talking about race. And here's what the visibly annoyed Bucks coach said, quote, we coach ball. We don't look at color. I think the minute you guys stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well, end quote. There you go. Good for Todd. Uh, NFL playoffs tomorrow. Texans at the Ravens at 4.30 p.m. on ESPN and ABC for all you dinosaurs still using rabbit ear antennas. Well, well, I, gee, I thought it was going to be on a watch. I was going to try to get the app no. for the Apple Watch to get the Apple Watch app to. to watch a freaking game on my watch, you know, or like the new thumbtail, uh, you know, the thumbnail sketch, the, the quarter-inch uh, TV screen now and your eyeglasses you can watch it now if you sign up for it, I guess. You, Kimmer, are Mark Safe. From the 21st century technology, you can stay in 1996. The Packers will play the 49ers on Fox on Sunday. Bucks at the Lions on NBC at 3 p.m. Then Chiefs at the Bills on CBS. Ooh. Buffalo is Buffalo's asking the fans again to show up and shovel snow. Yeah. But guess what? There's more on the way. Oh, God. Well, fine. Yeah. I, I can't wait to Good. see that game, though. I can't wait fun. to see that Sunday after Sunday night. What time is that the night game? It's, it can't uh, be yeah, a it's night, a night game, like, Sunday night. Oh, my God. That's going to be even worse yeah. then. Nightfall? Yeah, it's a night game. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Phil Mushnick is a sports columnist for the New York Post and a damn good one. He's calling the paywall the NFL put up for the Dolphins Chiefs playoff game uh, on the Peacock Network. He's not calling it a paywall. He's calling it a ransom wall. Whoa. <laughs> he, he also has a new title for Roger Goodell. He's not Commissioner Goodell. He's NFL Treasurer Goodell because yeah. it's all about the money. That's right. Uh, you may know this guy, Jack Burke Jr. Oh, absolutely. Jack, actually, Jackie. They call him Jackie Burke. Yeah, Jackie Burke. Otis Living Masters Champion staged the greatest comeback ever at Augusta National for one of his two majors. Died today in Houston, Texas. He was 100 years wow. old. Yeah. He once said, why did golf give us 34 rules when God only gave us 10 commandments? <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, he was famous for staggering the rally at the Masters. He started the final round eight shots behind Ken Venturi. Yeah. Blustery conditions. Only two players broke par. Burke posted a one under 71 for a one-shot victory over Venturi. Venturi, who shot 80. Burke cited the high-priced tuxedos that golfers wore to galas as an example of how riches in golf have softened players. Mentioned how players seem to enjoy playing table tennis and video games more than golf. 
says, I close my eyes and I imagine Ben Hogan sitting at the car racing game, his hat turned backwards, giggling and shouting to Arnold Palmer. Yeah, that's not going to happen. He also said the USGA has never owned a golf course, but they come to your course and tell you how to run it. Yeah, well, that's true. Of course, he was he was big back in the day when, you know, two or three of the pro golfers would all get together in one guy's car and drive to the next tournament. And all they had yeah. to do was, you know, gamble and drink. And they were all hanging around together. That was a tough that was a tough way to make a living. And most of them didn't make much of a living. Uh, nope. So he, he's right about the old days. Uh, totally different these days. Mercy. The Hawks are in Miami tonight uh, for dinner. May I suggest Motec? This bright and charming cafe inside a mall woos diners with melange of Mediterranean and Middle Eastern dishes. Mm. It is an all-day brunch feast with items that blur the lines between breakfast and lunch. Mm. Mm. Hence the name brunch. Brunch, But anyway. Two years ago, the mayor of Hudson, Ohio, wanted a ban on ice fishing. Why? Because he said it could lead to prostitution. (laughs) Excuse me? But as one fisherman said, we go ice fishing to get away from our women. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Walter Matthau out there. Uh, UFC champion Sean Strickland was in Toronto the other day when a Canadian reporter with an agenda tried to bring up a three-year-old tweet about gay people, and Sean was having none of it. Strickland got into a verbal fight with the reporter and ended it with this quote, and I'm really going to clean this baby up. All right. You elected Justin Trudeau. You're just blinking pathetic. The fact that you have no blinking backbone as he shut down your blinking country and seized bank accounts. You ask me some blinking stupid blank like that? Go blank yourself. Move the blank on, man. Blinking coward. End quote. I think this is a USC fighter. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, UFC fighter. UFC fighter. On this day, January 19th, 1900, Boston Bean Eaters catcher Marty Bergen, depressed by his son's death, Allegedly killed his family with an axe, then committed suicide in Brookfield, Massachusetts. Only one teammate showed up at his funeral. So I ask you, (laughs) what is it about Massachusetts people Uh, taking an axe and giving their family 40 wax? You got it. It's a uh, tax of Massachusetts, yeah. I don't know. 1903, the French newspaper Le Auto announced a new five-stage long-distance bicycle race. They called it the Big-Ass Bicycle Perambulation Around France, <laughs> which was later shortened to the Tour de France. Tour de France, reason. yes. I, I like the other one. For, yeah. The 1952, the PGA approves allowing black people. Uh, I, li- I like to think it was something like this. Lovey, did you hear they're letting black people on the golf course at the club? Of course they are, Thurston. Someone has to carry the bags. Oh. No, Lovey, they're actually going to let them play, too. Oh, Thurston, how white of them. Anyway, Ernie Banks elected to uh, the Hall of Fame on this day in 77, one of the nicest. By the way, you set me up with him one day, you son of a... Oh, anyway, sorry. Eddie Matthews elected to the Hall of Fame in 78. In 81, Muhammad Ali talked a despondent 21-year-old out of committing suicide. I would love for them to find the 63-year-old today and see how their life turned out. And And here's a really funny one. In 1848, Matthew Webb was born, Mm. the first man to swim the English Channel. Unfortunately, it gave him a big head, thought he could swim anything. Uh Despite being told it was suicide, Matt jumped into the waters below 
Niagara Falls. Oh, slowly, slowly I, I joined. <laughs> he tried to swim across the massive, infamous whirlpool. Oh, no. Matthew Webb was 35. I was going to say, I, uh, well, whirlpool, it, no. It, it's like quicksand. It, it, you don't know. That's not. Uh... 1913, Minnesota Fats was born. Real name, Rudolph Wanderone Jr., played by the great, the great one, Jackie, Jackie Gleason, Gleason, in the movie The Hustler. Yeah, good movie. And, the great Dan Reeves, born on this date in 1944. Uh, Falcons backup Steve DeBerg, also born on this day in 1954. And on this date in 2013, doctors performed life-saving surgery on a 37-year-old pitcher named Carl Pavano. They took out his spleen. He had lacerated his spleen five days before. He slipped on ice, shoveling snow in Vermont, fell on the handle of his snow shovel, Oof. and... Burst his you imagine yeah. he sat around yeah. in pain for five days with a burst spleen? I think that's got to be uh, uh, leaving a mark there. That's sports. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, 5.32 and uh, so much more coming up, including a couple of sports birthdays you missed. Uh, also, and we have some new uh, audio of Fanny Willis, and it just shines her hypocrisy. Oh, we'll do the co- yeah, coming we'll right back. Right when we come back. Holy cow, 5.32, yes. Kim Repeat and Flounder. Here we go. Good work, Flounder. I love it. And Conkin? Can't fiddle. Can't, can't fiddle. I'm it. gonna use it. Intention. Intention, right? I'm feeling mental. Pretenders, yeah. Make you, make you, make you monkey. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get any of the word. Make you monkey. I don't, I just uh, can't hear the word. <laughs> that was it. I'm seriously, make you monkey. monkey 536. Kim Repeat and Flounder with the Pretenders. No reason. I, I don't know what she's saying. Deja Bebe? What the hell? I don't know what she's saying. Make you knocke? Notice. Make you notice? She's not saying yes. the word notice. Yes, she is. Gonna use my sensei? Gonna use my sensei. What the hell is that? What's a sensei? Sensei. I'm seriously. It's like grasshopper. Oh, oh, oh. So she's hand. gonna bring a guy with her to make love with a guy. Oh, I, see, no, I didn't know any yeah. of this. Oh, these British bands, man. 537. She's, uh, she's American. Well, like these American bands, she's man. Just... <laughs> <laughs> she lived in Britain, though. You can so... all eat me. How about that? Uh, <laughs> in 1980, on this day in 1980, the Pretenders had their first British uh, number one hit with their single Brass in Pocket. Was that what she was saying in that song? That can't be yeah, true. Yeah, brass and pot. It's a British term for meaning you got some money on oh, it. Oh, boy. You got the jing. Uh, the band's self-titled debut <laughs> album started what? a... F- <laughs> the jing. It sounds like an STD you that- just said. <laughs> no, it sounds like a racist STD. <laughs> You only get it in Hong yeah, Kong yeah. or something. Quantasia yeah. gave me the jing. Quantasia gave me the yeah. jing. <laughs> I picked that up in Quezon. <laughs> it was Cholon, and it was a whole different story. I I got to make a phone call. Uh, 538. Anyway, they had their first number one hit, Brass in Pocket, uh, four-week run at number one, uh, Chrissy Hind got the idea for the song's title, Brass in Pocket, when an after-dinner show, she overheard someone inquiring if he had picked up any dry cleaning, any brass in pocket. 
And I guess that's what, like Pete said, what's uh, with the thing there. Anyway, uh, thank you, Chrissy. Uh, a couple of uh, birthdays we might have missed there in the uh, sports section. Jeff Van Gundy is 62 or 63. I heard both birthdays today. Is he still uh, coaching, Pete? Jeff Van Gundy? Is he the good one or the, or the weird one? <sighs> With the brothers. Oh, God, there's a skinny one, the broadcaster, and then there's a fat one. Yeah. Stan. Stan, Stan is the Jeff. funny coat. Is the fat coat, I think. Yeah. And Jeff's yeah, yellow. Yeah, right. uh, Jeff's uh, birthday today. Uh, either 62 or 63. And remember back in the Olympics, uh, Sean Johnson was the Olympic gold medalist. And I remember, oh, man, she was so beautiful. Tiny little, oh, God, she was so beautiful. Beautiful, and I just saw a picture. She's 32 years old today. She won Dancing with the Stars uh, season eight when she was 17 years old. That was like that was 15 years ago, and uh, she's 32 now. And I saw a picture of her. She's got like like a lot of gymnasts. She's kind of getting a little chunky, uh, but she's uh, as, as, a, as a handsome Good. woman, just a beautiful woman. A beautiful she little woman. She was that young, and that, oh God, she was so beautiful. Uh, and one more sports thing: five forty is our clock time. I'm, oh, by the way, can we play that uh, Mad Cow thing? Uh, is that for playable stuff? And we, I also, but even before that breaking story, God, I should get to. It. In fact, let's do it right now. Screw my talking about history. This is incredible. Flounder found this. Uh, 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 I think four years ago, somebody came up with some audio of or and video, but you'll hear the audio of a broadcast interview done with. Uh, the soulful sodomy sister, the uh, the, the uh, pounding prosecutor, our own Fanny the Floozy Willis. And this was when she was asked the question about uh, uh, um, uh, uh, bad behavior among attorneys and cases and Ethics clients. and stuff like that. I, I'm yeah. sorry? It, it, well, she's talking about ethics in the workplace yeah, and, and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, and again, this was, I think, 2020. 2020. Uh, listen to this, where she talks about how strongly she feels about the ethics of having everything always above board in her office. I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let, let me just say that. Um, you know, we are at a place in society where right, things Hold it right there, Flounder. She just said, she said, I will not be choosing people to date who work under me. Is Verbatim. That, I, I, I just heard those words. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, play. It's unbelievable. Okay, here we go. It's a husband and wife. Sometimes there are outside relationships. I don't think that that's what the community is concerned about, although there, you know, there might be a, a moral breaking in that. I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about is if you chose to have inappropriate contact with employees. Ah. I mean, there's nothing that I can say on it other than it is distracting. Uh -huh. um, it is certainly inappropriate for the number one law enforcement officer in this state. Well, uh, um, and it just, it, it really, really <laughs> saddens me. Yeah. And it will be very unfortunate if the taxpayers of this community have to pay for any of those lawsuits. Yeah, yeah I see. That's the thing, uh, Fanny. Uh, <laughs> You're about to be in one. And... Fanny, huh. Fanny, Fanny. You. <laughs> Holy smoke. Folks, I mean, honestly, I, I, as soon as the news broke, the first thing I thought was, she's got to go. There's no way. that, And, again, Pete totally disagrees because she wants in to be In normal mayor. times. Yeah. In normal times. But we don't live in normal times anymore. Yeah, I, I guess. And, and plus, I'm always wrong. I mean, I'm, every time I say, well, you know, hell, I thought Trump was going to kill uh, President Showers with daughter uh, back in 2020. Anyway, uh, but Fanny, I, I can't imagine. And she's, she has to go to court. 
Well, she's supposed to testify in the divorce case of her side piece whose wife, uh, you know, sued him for divorce and blamed Fannie Willis, uh, the uh, floozy of Fulton County, as one of the reasons why the marriage broke up. And so and now so Fannie's got to testify. Fannie's got to testify in the divorce case or she's trying to get out of it. She's trying to say that the marriage was broken before she had anything to do with it. Anyway, whether that happens or not. Uh, but the second thing is she's got to show up in court. A superior court judge demanded she show up February, whatever it was, to explain herself. And he's going to ask her the direct question. I, 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 there's a story going on right now. I just saw it uh, breaking on my uh, iPad about a former uh, U.S. attorney is saying, well, this is, going to be, this is going to be a short and sweet hearing. The judge is going to, she, the judge is going to call her up. She's going to stand in front of the judge, and he's going to say, is it true that you hired this guy and then you took all these trips? Yes or no, and that's the ballgame. So now whether he can sanction her or do whatever he's going to do or throw out the case, of course, the Trump attorneys are involved in this because they're the ones who started it saying she's, you know, she's got to go. you got to throw out the whole damn thing. This whole, and again, remember the special grand jury that indicted Donald Trump for this case was a witch. <laughs> a real honest witch. And she couldn't wait to see Donald Trump getting his photo taken for a mugshot. Remember those? Remember that all that stuff? Yeah. Anyway, so Fanny, just, you just heard her say that you should never hire an abordinate a day to hire uh, somebody who works for you, let alone have sex with them. Oh my God, this is uh, getting really, really uh, interesting. And again, she's trying to get out of out of the testimony. Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, now, Flounder just found this. Uh, we've been talking about bias in the media and so forth, including today, talking about all these stories and how they're not covering the stories they should. Uh, and, and, uh, Flounder, tell me, uh, give me a little bit. Is this uh, 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 Mad Cow? Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Mad Maddow. Rachel, Rachel Maddow. 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 From, uh, uh, and apparently this is a montage of showing some of her lies. So just uh, over, over the years with whether it was COVID, whether it was Trump, yeah. Russian and disinformation, again, and all of it is just and these she's... are the people who are calling for a truth foundation or a society some federal government to, to get uh, yeah to stop disinformation uh, from conservatives here's rachel Madcow uh, over the years montage the bottom line of this dossier the bottom line allegation the point of russian it dossier. is that the trump campaign didn't just benefit from russia interfering in our presidential campaign the point of this is they colluded they helped they were in on it this is kind of a real story the connections between the Trump servers and the Alpha Bank servers were real. <laughs> they were covert communications that someone was trying to hide, that the Trump organization and Alpha Bank appear to have been trying to hide. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus <laughs> stops with every vaccinated person. <laughs> A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them, the virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. Of course you cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. We and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live yes. platform yeah. to remarks by former President Trump. Well, it is not out of spite. It is no. not a decision that we relish. It is no. a decision that we regularly no, revisit. Better for the people. Um, you know. And honestly, earnestly, we it is we, not an easy decision. Whatever you feel. But you know. There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. Well, you can't do that. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. All those Trump <laughs> comments, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, brother.
and uh, never held accountable. Yeah, never. That's she's, right. She and they're still doing it. Accountable. They're still doing yeah, it. They were. Doing I, it. it was all of the news today about this whole truth business of you know misinformation and stuff. Uh, the the people over in Davos. That's their big thing now is to have a, a, a place where they can crack down on all the conservatives' comments all over the world. On all these issues. Oh, my God. All right, 546, Kirby Pete Flounder. Holy cow, it's Friday. Look out. Here we go. Atlanta radio legends are right here on Extra 106.3. And here's what you missed from Neil Bortz. Oh, my goodness. All these narratives about racism in our criminal justice system being destroyed. Oh, but you won't read about it. You won't read about it. This has to be buried. Doesn't fit the narrative. Catch Neil's commentary every day on Extra 106.3 or listen anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. Hey, Atlanta, it's Mark from the Safe House again. It's time to just lock them up. Just lock them up. And I bet you think I'm talking about lying Joe and Hunter Biden. Well, that's a great idea. What I'm really talking about are things like guns, important paperwork, and extra cash you may have just laying around the house. The deals on Safe are hot. Drop by the Atlanta Safe House and save hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a quality safe. No appointment needed. Drop by the showroom in Ackworth and let the safe experts help you pick the safe that's right for you. Or go to AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Some choices are complicated, like do I get peanuts or popcorn? Thankfully, others are much simpler, like rooting for the Braves. And choosing Truest One checking. No overdraft fees. Lots of perks you can cheer for. And when your account balances grow, you get upgraded automatically. Oh, and with more than 130 Atlanta branches, you can add convenience to the list of perks too. Truest One checking. One simple choice. Branch count is on May 31st, 2023. Atlanta Metro Area, Truist Bank member FDIC. The Atlanta Braves are proud to host the second annual Braves Fest Gala on Friday, January 26th. This intimate evening under the lights at Truist Park is the premier fundraising event for the Atlanta Braves Foundation. The event will transform Truist Park into an elegant winter wonderland with warming igloos and a ski lodge where guests will enjoy festivities on the diamond, cigar rolling, bourbon tasting, live music, and unforgettable opportunities to mingle with Atlanta Braves players. Visit braves.com slash gala to learn more and secure your tickets. The engagement ring that started your story. The wedding band that commemorates that special day. The diamond tennis bracelet for your first anniversary. The beautiful earrings with your first child's birthstone. Some of your life's best moments were celebrated with the help of Solomon Brothers Jewelers. No matter the occasion, we've been there for all of them. From weddings and birthdays to anniversaries and graduations, nothing says I love you more than a beautiful piece of fine jewelry from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. What's your next special occasion? Celebrate it with a beautiful pair of diamond earrings, necklace, bracelet, watch, or a ring from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. See rings and styles you've never seen before at prices you've never seen before. And don't forget, we also offer jewelry cleaning and repair. Life's greatest moments are meant to be cherished, and no matter the price, you'll find something nice at Solomon Brothers. Visit us on Peachtree Road in Buckhead or Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com, and on Instagram at Solomon Brothers. 
Good marketing makes a company look smart. Great marketing makes a customer feel smart. The marketing madmen surround themselves with people that are smart. The marketing madmen is a network of theme shows that simplify and celebrate the madness of marketing with real world advice, timely and meaningful interviews, and good old fashioned hijinks. Everyone is marketing something, which means that we could talk about anything. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. to Extra 1063 to hear the marketing madmen or look us up on Google. Find us on your favorite podcast provider. Search the marketing madmen and please send your questions, send your comments. We're happy to talk to you. This is not exactly I want to hold your hand uh, by the Beatles, uh, 550. And by the way, I screwed up, Flounder. Everyday Flounder uh, puts together, he, he has, uh, I have my own history and uh, list and birthday list, and he has one, and it gives me when I come in, and uh, he has a music list. And I, I and I normally, I always look at the music list to see whether there's a band that's playing that might also be involved with my birthday list so I can add it while they're tired. Well, I made a mistake of not seeing the final episode of, of Flounder's music list today was the Beatles and Helter Skelter because... Because a little over an hour ago, I mentioned the uh, history on this day in history about Helter Skelter in court, which I shouldn't have done because I should have saved it when we play with the Beatles. So that's my fault. I didn't go all the, uh, shouldn't look all the way on, the, on my uh, rundown here. But on this day, 1971, the Beatles' White Album, including Helter Skelter, played in the courtroom at the Sharon Tate murder trial to find out if any songs could have influenced Charles Manson and his followers to commit murder. Sharon Tate was the actress married to the film director Roman Polanski, eight and a half months pregnant when she was murdered in her home along with four others by followers of Charles Manson. And they played Helter Skelter because uh, one of them had written the words Helter Skelter in blood on a mirror at the scene. Pretty gruesome. Uh, a couple of quick birthdays here. Uh, Sean Wayans. Scary movie, White Chicks, Little Man. Sean Wayne says 53. Remember the old PBS guy on TV, Robert McNeil. Robert McNeil is 93 today. Good for him. He's still with us? I, still alive, yeah. Yeah, I interviewed him. Well, he's a nice guy. Not very nice man. Yeah, yep. kind of the old-fashioned gentleman of uh, journalism, really. Just a straight-laced, uh, you know, it, a fellow to tell the truth and tell the news. Paula Dean, 77 today. Uh, she's still cooking, I guess, and uh, she not, didn't hurt her that much when she had that whole N-word thing going there for a while. I guess she came back a little bit. Uh, Paula Dean, 77. And uh, Tippi Hedren, 94. Melanie Griffith's mother, she was in The Birds, of course. Tippi, Melanie, and the rest of their family also starred in Roar, a, a, a dangerous, strange movie of some kind. Never remember that one. Anyway, Tippi Hedren's 94. And here, when I, we were play, talking about Christine driving me home, and I, I pretend that I'm on my old bench seat in a 58 Chevy or something, and she's got her arms all around me, draped all over me with her arm around my neck while I'm sitting right next to me while I'm driving along. Because on this day, also, our birthday list includes Shelly Fabre. Shelly Fabre is freaking 80. Of course, the star of the TV show Coach. And she sang the hit in 1962, Johnny Angel. And this was, you know, growing up as a teenager, I was like 15 or whatever, and all I wanted was a girl to put her tongue in my mouth and some girl to sit next to me in a car and put her arm all over me as we're driving along. And Shelley Fabre with the song Johnny Angel uh, kind of is, it was a song that cemented that in my mind. 
uh, Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel, you know, just uh, the songs where the girls couldn't wait to be with their special guy. And so when I go home and I play the Christine in my car from the uh, from Fleetwood Mac, I kind of get that feeling and it reminded me when I saw the name Johnny Angel, Shelly Fabre is 80. Uh, but that song, Johnny Angel, was one of those songs growing up as a teenager uh, who wanted a girlfriend to, uh, to, to show her love for well, me. Well, don't and be give friend. up. Don't <laughs> give up. It may still happen. <laughs> yeah. It could, it could. Very possible, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, well, let's, uh, before, oh, uh, two things before I forget. 554. Flounder, let's play President Stupid Face. This is incredible. The idiots in North Carolina giving a speech, and then he, he he's taking pictures with all the people there and the Congress people and stuff like that. Here is President Stupid at the podium uh, yesterday, last Appreciate night. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De- Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding to stop. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Uh, yeah. He said, where's Deborah? I just took a picture with her. Uh, and she's in Washington, and he's in North Carolina. And Flounder made the point earlier, uh, wonder whether he, he's got an earpiece, and people are saying, no, she's not there, she's not there, yes, that's the wrong one, uh, which is very reasonable. I mean, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. He's been accused of that before, of people having a th- an earpiece of some kind that goes, like, through his shirt or something, and they can talk to him. And But the other thing was, uh, I mean, what what an idiot. I mean, this shows he's brain-addled. Here's the president of the United States admitting he screwed up. He said, oh, that's not true. That's, he admitted he lied. He said, oh, I told a lie, and I screwed up, and I mixed up. Can you imagine? That's the way you handle that situation? It's, oh, God, what is a nimrod. I mean, seriously, I can't believe it. All right, anyway. Now, here's a bizarre story before we run out of time. A woman, Australian mother named Caitlin Young, 23 years old, was on TikTok asking people how they pick out their produce when they go shopping because she held up something to say, you know, do you, do you give it a firm grip or do you look for the, the color, whatever. So here's what she was talking about when she was talking about how to pick out vegetables on TikTok. Now, if you work out Coles or Woolworths and pick the items for, like, the online orders, I have a question. Are you, like, not allowed to give us the good produce? Because I never get good stuff, and today I brought some broccoli, and you pay for broccoli per head, not per kilo, and I got this tiny little thing, and I usually get a massive, big head of broccoli when I buy it myself, so I'm just curious, do you just personally pick this produce, and it's just like not very good, or are you told you're not allowed to give us good stuff? Broccoli. 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 And if it went viral, it says, uh, are you pronouncing broccoli like a joke? And so it says, I can't take you seriously when you say broccoli. He said, I, I can't I can't with a broccoli pronunciation. She said, I've got a one-year-old son. She responded back, mocking her broccoli pronunciation, and said, how else do you say it? And she said, no one's ever told me this before. <laughs> and the guy uh, says, did, did you never grow up around anybody who talked about vegetables? I mean, <laughs> she thought it was broccoli her whole life. And she literally thought it was broccoli. Well, you know, in her defense, the asparagus was sold out that day, too. She didn't get any of that. <laughs> or, or the turnipes. I think we're also there. <laughs> we're, 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 we're
potato, tomato. My God, broccoli. Anyway, Ray Dishes. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty bizarre. Uh, by the way, uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, uh, oh, by the by the by, yeah. by the way, it was on this date in 2021 we lost the great Don Sutton. He was 75 years old. I wanted to. Wanted oh, to say that. it was in, uh, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Well, that's. Uh, I, I remember the last time I saw Don Sutton it was at, at the uh, Atlanta National Golf Course, and he was. They all get their own carts, uh, and uh, like eight or eight or nine, ten. They warn you, oh, I, uh, Sutton and the boys are playing, so just you just get out of the way because here they come, boy. I mean, and they don't wait to you know take your turns. They hit, they hit, and they go hit and go hit and go. I think they like nine of them, and they play a thousand dollars a hole or something like that. And they they could probably do eighteen holes in like an hour and eighty minutes, forty minutes or something. It's unbelievable. Uh, those guys are beautiful. Uh, anyway, God, boys, we're almost out of time. Any uh, weekend plans, Flounder? Anything uh, special? It's going to be colder than hell in the teens. Yeah, it's going to be super cold, so whatever I'm doing, we'll be doing it indoors. Uh, well, I, I don't want to hear the rest of it, frankly, because you'd mind my own business on that entire attitude with you <laughs> and Miss Veronica. <laughs> Just rub it in, my dread. Pete Davis, any uh, football, I assume. Although not much Staying warm, right watching football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, and uh, of course, my plans will be you know, I got the, uh, uh, the uh, Kimmer Asian. Fan club high heel contingent coming in uh, this weekend, so we're pretty happy about that. Also, uh, just in for the record, there's a, a new research that shows that men are actually better at giving and taking directions driving than women. Uh, navigating your way through a city using only a map or just verbal instructions, and men do uh, always do it better. And uh, they're saying experts think maybe men were involved to be better navigators by doing more hunting and gathering. And uh, and then they're saying this is a researcher say men are better navigating might actually be true, uh, but I have found uh, you know boys are encouraged to play outside more than girls, developing a sense of navigational skills and so forth, uh, which is very possibly true. I think the actual reason is uh, that uh, girls have cooties. Coming up on six o'clock. Boys, have a great weekend. Hurrah, Semper Fi, I gotta go. You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll get me a weekend woman. Anyway, hurrah, I gotta see you Monday, probably. Herb, herb. (laughs) Look out. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.